I'm your own three, right? Three. Okay. Okay, Drew, shut up. And only Sam talks. Hello. Oh, shit. <laughs> what's, what's still the noise? I don't know. Um, we often get that. So it's like <laughs> way noisier with headphones on than off. You're Is just it? super sensitized to it. Yeah, why do we wear the headphones? I guess it's so we can hear what's it in the recording. It is an odd paradox. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the headphone off and it feels much, much better. Oh, I wonder if I have one of the channels on that's not... I want um, it to feel bad. No, this yeah, one's you should, off. You should suffer for your art. For the that's party. why I'm drinking jalapeno okay. juice. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Let's take the headphones off. It'll sound like shit, but whatever. <laughs> Why would it sound like shit? No, it's just so I can tell if we're actually, like, I can hear what the recording would sound like. So, Ooh, like... It feels naked. This feels like isn't that raw dogging <laughs> podcasting. Yeah. Is it safe? Is I don't think so. I don't want to get something. Um. I don't want to have to throw jalapeno <laughs> water in my body. Is it going? Are we, are we live? That's the thing. is you can't. It's hard to tell if it's recording or not if you don't have the headphones in. I feel how, like how do you know if, if it's recording when you have the headphones on? Because you can, you can hear the other people's, like, what they sound like recorded. Also, you can look at this thing and so then the, little, my, the levels will be on chips. going up and uh, down. Are we recording? We are. Oh, how, how, how long have we been recording? We've been recording for a minute and a half. Oh, really? And all of this is going to go in. the microphone <laughs> yeah, oh it's far- all staying in it's all staying in yeah sure yeah Belched. we're mm-hmm. here eating a child's apocalyptic <laughs> meal of what do we have here Ima- listener dear listener imagine the spread we have kettle brand potato chips which our guest has not yet eaten at. sour Why, cream why don't you like kettle I, I brand potato like, chips uh, i don't like onion you don't like you don't like onion. You don't like onion. You don't like onion. No, I'm, I'm not. We a, only I, call it onion in this household. We will usually we do. We have sea salt and vinegar for we our bread. Those. Yeah, those are those are our better. Uh, where are they? Those are for Brits. Those are in my Park Slope Food Club. Oh, they're there. And then we have also some jarred jalapenos that I got at the meat market down the road. Upon oh, at my meat market. Entrance to Park Slope. United Meat Market, great place. Oh, I didn't know it was United. I think and uh, I've made a, I've made my sober January cocktail with oh, I also the have this caramel with the brine of the jalapeno and some Pellegrino because as many people know I'm a self-identified Pellegrino pervert. Do you know about that? I think I remember that. Do you want to refresh the listeners on? It's just like when I hang out with a friend of the pod, Odov. Right. We sit around with bottles of Pellegrino and call ourselves Pellegrino perverts. Don't ask me why. I don't know why. There's, but there's, there's not like. Perverse are you guys any more perverse than usual? Well, you're. Uh, I'd say we're a little more vocal about it. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I've made a cocktail with Pellegrino and jalapeno brine, and our unannounced guest has indulged in it as well. It's yeah. good. Why are you saying unannounced? Isn't that like someone who shows up like <laughs> without an invitation? It's like Elijah. <laughs> the classic. No, but no, but Elijah's is he invited. invited. Is he? I think he Elijah's is. That's why invited. you set the place yeah. for him. What if he shows up late? How long do you keep the door open? How do you know when he arrives? Because uh, the level on the wine goes down. That's right. It's weird to me that you're Jewish and English. Why? I don't. I don't really approve of that. 
<laughs> what? Yeah, British I don't like Jew. that you can be both. There's something wrong with yeah. that. Uh, I think that's fine. I'm I'm okay with like French Jews, but I don't know about hmm. continental Jews are acceptable. Continental but Jews once you are, cross the yeah. channel, it gets a little. Maybe eerie. it's because you guys missed the big H, so it's like yeah, they, that is it. I they think missed the why, big H. Yeah. <laughs> and it, well, in fact, they they brought the Jews who didn't miss it over there, right? I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like you're not really European Jews, but you're not American Jews either. But they were no, expelled no, no. at one in the 1300s or some shit. Yeah, yeah, we were so, expelled. We, yeah, we were massacred. How did you get there? We, we, there was a big one in York. We get everywhere. We we <laughs> we got there the same way that I got into this apartment. We just right. kind of sneak in. How did your family get to England? Did they originate there? Norman Conquest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when, with, with which boat? Did they yeah, arrive? yeah, no, we. Uh, <laughs> We uh, came over in 1066 to yeah, they um, were merchants. to sell armor and yeah. spare arrows. Yep, um, and they said you said this language credit. is going to be half French now. Um, no, we. Um, it was a great year. That was such a good year. There, there's been some books written about my mum's side of the family. Really? Um, Look at yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, by members of the family. They're not oh. Totally <laughs> yeah. Um, I love I love family self-published books. My uncle's also working on one of those. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, hey, yeah. Yeah. basically, yeah. that's what yeah. this is. <laughs> yeah, that's what Canal's card is. It's just like... <laughs> um, yeah, they came over in like the early 20th century. Okay, um, from the from old, like, Poland or whatever. Polish-Lithuanian yeah. Commonwealth, well, the old territory of that. Um, there's, a, uh, there's a photo in one of those books of my great-great-great-great-great-great-something grandfather, um, who was a uh, chief rabbi in the mm. uh, town in... Um, I think what's now Belarus. Um, you look like you have some step in you. Mm, people, people tell me this. No. I, I have two brothers. Yeah. And the joke is that we we look like the uh, three peoples who have, um, who have you know raped the Jews over our history. Yeah, yeah. Um, some Tartars rape your yeah, ancestors. I, I yeah. I look like a Kazakh. Um, yeah. My brother looks like an Arab, and my other brother looks like a Slav. I could, I could see it. I clocked it immediately. Yeah, it was a beautiful I've, I've the eyes. Yeah. The, uh, the epicanthic folds. The yep. epicanthic. Yeah, yeah, how'd you get those? Um, it's I so mean, fun a, a, when white people to, have those. <laughs> according to the most modern race sciences, because the uh, the Jews are, are an amalgamation of the um, of the uh, Caucasian, Negroids, and Mongoloid races. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. This is what I've read from, from forums online. Yeah, we're all Jewish, but none of us looks quite alike. <laughs> <laughs> Although, well, Jews are like snowflakes, Drew. <laughs> admittedly, I'm a half-breed myself. Same. Yeah. Are you on both sides? Yeah. Chris oh, doesn't sound Jewish. No, no. It's, uh, I wrote a thing It sounds actually Christian. It, it does, yeah. <laughs> well, um, I've always wondered about that, yeah. Um, I mean, on my mother's side, it was uh, Scheinbaum. Um, oh my god is, uh, you're lucky yeah, you missed a, out on that good, one and your parents weren't like feminists dream? or whatever oh, it's a good Yiddish name um, so there are two types of Jewish name basically you either get a, a Yiddish name right. when um, I think in the territories of the German Empire all the Jews had to kind of give themselves a certain name by law and so they ended up with names like you know Scheinbaum which means a uh, beautiful tree um, or Blaustein um, that's the name of my planning public policy school. Feigenbaum was my great grandmother. Yeah, okay. I so think, so I think you're, you're, my you're fancy Jews with Yiddish. My no, my but mom. You can also get a Russian name. Right. And, and my family Russian. name was Eliski. I think that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be. Russian. What's the story? That's Russian? not Yiddish, wow. is it? I, 
I, I don't have this confirmed. I yeah, no, just say it. No, no, we don't. But in Russian, Kris, K-Y-R-S, apostrophe. Okay. Means, uh, like rat. with the Miyaki's knock. Rat, yeah. But That's Russians awesome. have fucked up names. So you're a piece of vermin? Well, I mean, like every Russian is called like a, a beetle. Or, a, or an earthworm or a turnip, you know. Is that true? Boris Pasternak was Boris a turnip. Um, wow. Yeah, um, Khrushchev was a beetle. I mean, I guess that just reflects how bleak of a country it is. Yeah, no, they, um, I, think they, I think the idea is they give their, their children ugly names so that uh, witches and elves want to steal them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Against evil. It's like a charm. Yeah. All this for, uh, you don't want this kid. It's a piece of shit. There's a lot of like pro- prophylactic child stealing stuff in other mm. cultures. I can't remember any of them right now, but. Whatever happened to child stealing? Um, Indians did a lot of it. The Indian, native Indians. Be careful. Mm. They used to say that. But they- I think it would be cool to be stolen by Indians. I was reading about it. I got, yeah. I got. Lonesome Dove pilled while I was in San Antonio. Oh, really? Yeah. How'd that go for you? Amazing. I started reading it on my disastrous trip to Israel, and I could never bring myself to finish it. It's so good. Lonesome Dove? It's like Have you a, read Lonesome Dove? No, I've never read it. It's a that's Western? The, that's the real American novel. If you want to be a cultural observer of this culture. <laughs> it's, it's charming. It's involving. You know, See, you don't like it because the prose is is very pedestrian. The prose is rather pedestrian. The, pro- the prose is pedestrian, but the characterization is fucking incredible. It's functional, and it's just an adventure. Well, be careful. The prose you're, is functional. You're, um, I know. I'm being like Jeff Dyer. A Jeff Dyer line here. He was wasn't he like preaching Lonesome Dove for like 20 minutes while we were he talking about him? Cowboy boots. He was like, I'm actually six three in cowboy boots. <laughs> I I I threaten people that I'll start wearing a cowboy hat. Hmm. British people love this shit. Yeah. Yeah, no, we, we love... Uh, we love country music. We love cowboys. You should read Lonesome Dove. You should read uh, it. Read You'd love you it. You want to feel ill. No, it's, it's, it's oddly relaxing. I've been reading Cormac McCarthy, so... I'm doing that Is that considered breath. a Western? Not the new one. But, like, um, you know, the... Yeah, I'd say he's a, you know, neo-postmodern yeah. Western, but... I'm Western-pilled. The new book is... The West features, though, only late. Yeah. It's mostly about two mathematician siblings who are in love with each other. Oh, come that'd on. that fantastic. But okay. it's not... It's no um, McMurtry. It's no... R.I.P. Isn't there a TV show? Yeah, they made a adaptation of it in the 80s with Robert Duvall, Incredible. Um, Have you seen it? Yeah, I'm actually watching it for a second time now. Maybe we can reinvite Jeff Dyer and ask him to watch it with us. I was thinking while I was reading it, I was like, maybe I should reconcile. I should try to reconcile with Jeff Dyer. I think maybe the time is coming. Because now we would have something Did to you talk have about. A fracture of practice. We have an Dyer. active practice. Well, he. There was an incident. We interviewed him early on. He came on the pod, so to speak. And he was unhappy with the result and asked me to quote unquote bin it. <laughs> bin it. It should be said we had a technical fuck up for like twenty minutes while he was just like we waiting. Pranked him. <laughs> we basically we pranked him. <laughs> we actually set him up for a yeah. fall. Yeah. 
Oh my god, people are gonna be so mad that I was crunching chips in the microphone. Oh, I've been doing that since I didn't finish the spread. We do this despite you, listeners. We also okay? have white chocolate. Because you're always complaining oh. about our audio quality, even after two years. And we made it very clear we don't give a shit about our audio quality. Yeah, so you're gonna hear listen me, to me chewing white chocolate. Which yeah, I also we need got to talk about your gay yeah, little no, chocolate. And my apocalyptic <laughs> child spread. <laughs> It looks like one of those kind of bars of natural soap that you buy. It feels so. like it has the mouthfeel of it's of soap, I'd say. Yeah, I've, I've never seen chocolate in such a kind of. Slice me off, before. slice me off a hunk. You want to try some of this chocolate? Not a hunk. There's um, some cheese on the knife, hold on. Cheese and chocolate. Yeah, yeah. It's, we have also some anonymous French cheese here, and finally uh, dried salami. You can't so it's go sort without of like your a salami. Deranged child in the middle of the night at the end of the world <laughs> yeah sorry yeah no well, well get used we, to we it, Sam. Have said it before recording <laughs> i was Try getting really again. pissed at sam and drew for talking to each other before the recording yeah, well, i said if you're serious about this you'll just stare at each other and not say anything what was the line you said that uh oh, we shouldn't waste this this is good dialogue yeah yeah, you didn't. Um, you didn't agree with my uh, idea about good dialogue. Yeah, I, I feel like conversation is not the same thing as dialogue. Well, this gets brings. Wait, us why to are you saying that? Point. Yeah, um, bring expand okay, on that. Okay, because yeah. okay, if we were to try. Oh, this is disgusting. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. It's completely fine. It's so nasty. No, no, you just need to lean into the the madness of it, which is what I'm doing. I'm I'm imagining that. Um, there's the end of the world, and we've burned through everything in the bunker, and these are the last foodstuffs available. And we've got cheese, sausage, white chocolate, and we just have to eat it. There, there is nothing else to be done if we want to survive because we eat survivalist mode. It's like yeah. the road... I'll, like pretend, I, I'll pretend I'm in the Old West. So what were you saying about the oh, difference yeah, between yeah, dialogue yeah, okay. and... If, if we're talking, that, that's conversation. Right. If we, if we then try to precisely reconstruct the conversation that we had and do it deliberately, that would be dialogue. Dialogue is the kind of... Dialogue is a studied attempt to replicate human conversation. Sure. You know, um, Sometimes even move away from it into the realm of music and whatever else. There's a kind of musicality. It's a conversation? No, that? well, it's a conversation, sure, but I mean, I feel like dialogue a lot of is like a kind of rhythm and, and pattern mm. and, and music mm. that... But like if, if you precisely replicate human conversation in written dialogue, it reads terribly. Yeah, I know. That's the weird. But that's what I'm talking about. There's artifice involved. There's mm. there's a level of artifice involved Well, you could argue that about Knausgaard is that he doesn't replicate human conversation. No, he actually really doesn't. His dialogue, I will say that, though I often disagree. No, his dialogue his, is hilariously perfunctory. His books are like yeah. flat. And, you know, we've talked about this to hell. But the dialogue truly is about as flat as it gets. I, yeah. It's amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, in the in the section you gave me, there was I think no dialogue. Yeah. I was mean, there really? There, there was almost none. Um, and there I've might never have been read very yeah. Any other oh, really? um, so the dialogue's not the best part, so you're. I mean, perhaps yeah. it's stylistically brave to simply include like blocks of the plainest dialogue imaginable. So what he does, he'll do like the blocks of of the plainest dialogue imaginable, and then he'll do like a paragraph summarizing a conversation he had, yeah. where he just like hits all the bullet points in like the blandest way possible. Like, there's this passage, uh, it was a few episodes ago, the one we did with Andy Martin, where Linda rejects him, and it's just related as her saying, I don't, I don't like you, do you understand? Question mark. And there's no way she said, do you understand at the end, but it was, just, it was more just like a summary of, of right. the gist of what she said. Well, but it is she a very weird thing it. that when you do write dialogue and you try to 
if you try to make it even sound natural part. or or clumsy or everyday, it often sounds uh, it's not convincing as dialogue. Mm-hmm. Like there has to actually be a level of artifice there to make oh, it yeah. sound convincing or, or even real, oddly. Did you guys watch the uh, Noah Baumbach adaptation? Never. Of, um, White Noise. White I haven't noise, seen it yeah. yet. I've been meaning it, to. It uh, was watch interesting because you know Noah Baumbach manages to take a lot of the actual dialogue from the Don DeLillo mm-hmm. and make it sound like Noah Baumbach dialogue. Weird. Yeah, like he. But it's the know, same dialogue. It's the same dialogue. So but, is it but the, the delivery but, of it, or yeah, you know, Don Delillo writes this incredibly stilted dialogue. Yeah, which people just describe themselves right. for a few paragraphs, uh, and then with Noah Baumbach, it, it sounds like uh, you know a bunch of funny little quips delivered at fast pace. It's um, it's an astounding feat of yeah. direction, but it's a complete waste of the source material. But I heard the movie was a failure. Yeah, I, I reviewed it negatively. Oh. How many how many thumbs thumbs up? How many stars? Um, I think there is a, a star system, just a kind of paragraph at the end saying I'm very very disappointed. Do you like any Noah Baumbach films? Yeah, Marriage Story was fine. Uh, that one pissed me off. Yeah, but like all films piss you off a little. That's right? true. <laughs> I prefer his. It's, annoy- it's an annoying medium. <laughs> it, it, it is probably right. Medium. Wait, are you saying that about Noah Baumbach or, or just all films? All films. All films. It's all films. Slightly annoying. And like a good film. Is it because they're not real? You're like, this isn't. Uh, it's, it's because they're like an hour and a half <laughs> this is long. Fictional. And you know. Oh, it, I agree with that. Films are too long. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean they're not an hour and a half long. They're three. I actually long. select movies that I watch entirely by the runtime. I just look at the shortest runtime on IMDb. That's, that's not. And I idea. say, I mean, in the '90s, they were so good at making like an 80-minute movie. Mm. Yeah. I like Baumbach's first film, Kicking and Screaming. I want to watch. My friend famously um, said it looks like it's filmed through an ass, but the dialogue's quite funny. <laughs> through an ass. Filmed through an ass. <laughs> <laughs> How would that work from like the inside? The inside of the <laughs> asshole. Yeah, yeah. It has like kind of an anal, red anal tint to it. <laughs> okay. But the dialogue is clever and crisp. And um, totally artificial. Yeah, I get a bit annoyed by clever crisp. Yeah, dialogue. I, I, I understand if someone, that. You know, like, like any dialogue with people making kind of witty, snappy rejoinders. You're um, not a rejoinder guy. <sighs> Look, I, I'm, I'm You're not a repartee bad, guy. I'm, I'm full of fantastic repartee in real life. But, uh, <laughs> I feel like British people are the, yeah. the kings of repartee and, yeah, they, and uh, they, they, rejoinders. James Wood calls the diamantine badinage. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> you're, um, not a, you're not a diamantine badinage guy? <laughs> you're not diamantine? <laughs> yeah, we can send. This is conversation, not dialogue, okay? <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a short, flat statements kind of guy. I'm I can tell you're really laconic, yeah. yeah. You're like a Larry McMurtry <laughs> cowboy. I, I don't know who that is. Oh, it's the Lonesome Dove <laughs> okay. characters in uh, it. Yeah, well, there's I'm, one I'm character. Have to, yeah, have to read that and all of Nausgaard now to, yeah. to understand what podcast I've been on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't like long Some movies, but this, this woman adores long books. Endless books. <laughs> Just books that don't end. That's not really... Actually, no, I do like dance. Yeah, what I mean, other long books that do I one like? Ends, though. I mean, all books end, Drew. If you finish them, <laughs> if you never finish the book you're working on, baby. It's never over. I mean, that's it's like the Heisenberg myself. uncertainty principle of books. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it ends or not. <laughs> I don't want to know. Yeah. Finnegan's Wake doesn't end. It doesn't. No, it it's doesn't going on to this it, day. It just right loops, right? Yeah. Does it really? Yeah. Yeah. The, How has no one ever told me that? 
because no one makes it to the end of the book. Oh they, my they god! Sentence, but, um, wow. You know, they don't know that the last word in Finnegan's Wake is the. Oh shit! You, you gave away the ending. <laughs> <laughs> I've been meaning to read so, that one. Spoiler, spoiler alert. For, alert. Finnegan, for Finnegan's Wake, it ends on the word B. Honestly, from what I've read of Finnegan's Wake, that shit looks amazing. <laughs> it looks more appetizing to me than anything else I've read by Joyce. I should just pick it. I think it would destroy my brain completely. I can't. It's a book that I can never read. People already say when they read my writing, like, slow down, you're not James Joyce. Actually, that's true. You should not so read Finnegan's Wake. Your writing is, is impenetrable like, enough. Um, yeah, it's total incoherence now. But yeah. he says he's channeling Finnegan's Wake. Yeah. Mm. But I might I have to do it. A few years ago, I read Gravity's Rainbow again. I never read that. Me, um, it took me about a year before I could stop trying to write like Pynchon. Damn. Fool's errand. But, um, you know, he, he is one of those writers who just kind of reprograms your brain yeah so all you want to do is what he does have you ever had other writers like that where they reprogram you pension. yeah no, a few why um, what who beckett um when i read uh beckett's trilogy in uni okay um, when you that I, would I be that would be college yeah trying to trying to do beckett uh celine oh um, who doesn't want to write like celine yeah. so cool yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm. I don't think I have the bitterness for it really. I think I did as a. As well, you a had to have been through man. war yeah. to get that much bitterness. You should go to war so you can make your war. writing. I've, I've been in the wars. Oh, have you really? No. I, you never know with people. Mm. They don't fight wars anymore over there. Mm. Mm. Go to Ukraine. That's, That's true. true. For, for the purposes of writing like Celine. That would be a, a good motive. Yeah. You just show up on the ground and say, I'm here to write like Louis. I Ferdinand. guarantee you there's at least a, a few guys hanging out in Ukraine right now who have that exact yeah. motive. The question is which side to go for. Hmm. Mm, yeah, because Russia. it's a little it's a little yeah, it's yeah. a little cringe to fight for I, Ukraine. I, I, yeah, that's cringe as hell. <laughs> it's so cringe. I'm so sorry Actually, for Ukraine. You know they're gonna put you with Biden. Like you thought you were gonna be the great nihilistic writer and then, Right, and then mm. yeah, Biden's oh, slapping you on the back. Too, in a weird way. <laughs> I, I think there's something that there's something cruder and more nihilistic in the Russian side that's yeah. probably who I know. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll all go over there together. Yeah, you guys wanna go to Ukraine after this? <laughs> I know what you're saying. This white chocolate to me is gorgeous it's disgusting what is wrong with you 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 usually have exquisite taste in food we've dined together so many times but i can't i can't co-sign on this white chocolate well apparently when you're doing dry january as i am yeah which i call high sobriety high sobriety also gay dry january also gay dry gay dry yeah not even high uh, well hydrated, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you crave sweet things. Interesting. Which is why dry January for me is actually more dangerous than drunkenness because I'm I'm at risk at this point of contracting diabetes because I've been drinking so much sugar, eating so many malamars. Do you know what malamars are? It's a New York thing. No. It's a cookie like that's Bernard only Malamune? sold in winter. It's covered in dark chocolate. It's a marshmallow covered in dark chocolate with a graham cracker base. That sounds terrible. Yeah, that sounds very You really are becoming like child, child I know, I'm types of. To just like yeah. crude child palate. This actually goes to a moment in the text, which was my favorite moment in this week's Torah portion, oh. wherein Carl, Uva, and Linda are like fighting, and 
he's like she they have to make something for a dinner party and he, he's like how about we make pancakes and she's like shut up that's so childish and he's like well what if we called them crepes wait where's that part that's a good that line. was like a classic boyfriend girlfriend fight like when you're pissed at your boyfriend and you'll just like seize on anything yeah your girlfriend has has done that before hasn't she she doesn't seize on actually no she she doesn't oh, fuck we're gonna have to beep that bleep that out she doesn't really seize on things i would do that though when you're pissed at someone you're just like any i think she would welcome pancakes for uh because you know she can hang no where's this whimsical. pancake that's part? funny that's charming yeah but when you're pissed at someone you do not want them to be whimsical that's I the was, best time to be whimsical. I was down with Somebody's whimsical. pissed at me. Go full whimsical. <laughs> Just get a little quirky. <laughs> <laughs> suddenly, suddenly he was acting really whimsical. Yeah. He said he wanted to go fly balloons and eat pancakes. It was 11.30 at night. Only <laughs> <laughs> uh, smoke rings and speaking French. And your girlfriend, who's like pissed that you're 45 instead of a real job, is like, oh, I love you again. But how about some white chocolate <laughs> and jalapeno cocktails? Where is this part about the pancakes? Me. Uh oh, we have a little wet, page. a little wetness. The end of your, uh, your yeah, you you remember what I'm talking about, right, Sam? Yeah. English drizzle is here. Yeah, I'm, uh, Ooh, I see what did you guys spill on my table? Nothing. We're just watching him. I'm just spreading a fine layer of white chocolate over the <laughs> Keep me on my chocolate. So don't grab his Bud Light in a desperate attempt. No, don't do it. Oh, okay. I'm feeling. I'm feeling no, really don't whimsical. Go on, go on. Have a, have a, have a. I'm going to reach for my prophylactic. Well, usually I've, I've been. I was going to plan out an advertisement for. My nicotine pouch, Zin. But today I decided in Park Slope to switch up to Rogue, which has a nicer package. No, it's got a very unpleasant kind of artificial. And to continue on with this bizarre childlike Willy Wonka. I, I, I think you should have a very small glass of Bud Light. Motif. <laughs> I, I think you should, you should down a shot of Bud Light. Yeah. Well, I'm going to distract myself from that by talking about my. What is this sour green apple nicotine pouch? What? I'm now in, in putting into my mouth a sour green apple nicotine pouch. Describe the sensation. Uh, well, shortly, once it melds with my saliva, it'll start buzzing. Zin is much more powerful. You can feel it basically like buzzing your whole skull. Skull. But this is rather chill and just kind of mm. i'm not feeling much do, do you have the kind of unpleasant sensation of uh okay when i was like uh 15 i decided to quit cigarettes mm. uh, so what i did was i, I ceremony <laughs> is that the last time you did it that that is actually the last time i made any serious effort to quit yeah um i decided to ceremonially uh the last cigarette in my pack i decided that instead of you know smoking it as a goodbye i'd bite the end off of it mm. and then throw it away to kind of demonstrate mm -hmm. that you know I, I was done with smoking, right? Um, and so I, I bit the end off a cigarette, and then my my mouth was burning for about an hour. Wait, oh, which Jesus. end? I, I I bit off the end with the with tobacco. where you light it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'd say it's not uh, too similar. Tiny, to that. small flecks of wet tobacco, kind of. That's really my dumb. For uh, for the rest of the evening, yeah. They're always well. saying, and I guess because cigarettes used to be filterless, but in old books, there's always like tobacco you know pieces getting on people's teeth and lips yeah but 
But then I realized, is that because they more filter the cigarettes? When do you see that? Did people at one point smoke filterless cigarettes? Yeah, yeah. Like filtered cigarettes are somewhat unnovel. When, when did filtered cigarettes start? The four, I, 50s, post-war. That sounds so gross to smoke an unfiltered cigarette. Mm. You smoke an unfiltered cigar. Yeah, or like an unfiltered Oh. Uh, but I don't, I don't care for harsh. that. Yeah. Apparently Kurt Vonnegut smoked unfiltered palm oils his whole life. How long did he live? Pretty long. Nice. I always love it when people defy the odds. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) My grandfather did that. He lived to be 92 and he smoked half a pack a day. Really? My Portuguese one. He's a hero leading us all into an early death. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the data point that I need to hear about right now. Um, yeah, sorry. Find the fight? Where's the fight? Oh, okay. Here's the part with the pancakes. One afternoon, we were at the food hall, Mm. Saluhalen. In Hotorget to do some shopping for a meal we were going to have with two of her friends, Gilda and Kettle, and I suggested making pancakes. She eyed me with obvious scorn. Pancakes are for children, she said. We're not having a children's party. Okay, I said. Let's call them crepes then. Is that good enough for you? She turned her back on me. (laughs) Is that good enough for you? Is that good enough for you? Yeah, it's a little bitchy. Why not go along with the whimsy? I think I think I would not. I think that would actually be a deal breaker for me. It's a rare moment of whimsy. I would have dumped him right then and there. Said, "You want to make pancakes for dinner with my friends?" Psych. With her her friend? Yeah, that would have been so embarrassing in front of her friends. Well, he doesn't value her friends. Yeah, clearly, he just wants to eat pancakes. Some mortal insults in my culture. Yeah. To make pancakes or something. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You can only be satisfied by death. Oh. Are what you do you make? Yeah, tell us more. Crepes instead, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Crepes. Yeah. It, it could be a translation issue, right? Because he's Norwegian and she's Swedish. There could be like a totally respectable type of Norwegian pancake he, you can he, make. I, I thought Swedish people did eat pancakes. So they eat pancakes. But yeah. you don't eat them for dinner. Yeah, but they, they eat those little greasy pancakes with ham and cheese or whatever. That's not a crepe? Some kind some kind of, you know, genial Swedish kind of snack food. Yeah, I mean, and also, is, is Namskar Norwegian or Swedish? He's Norwegian, Norwegian, but he married okay. a Swedish woman. Have you okay. been yeah. there? Have and been he's living Norway? in Sweden at this point. It's so me close, neither. though. You should just go. Yeah, it doesn't interest me that much, you know. Why not? Just go. Oh, they're, they're, oh we, have a, we have a social democracy and a healthy attitude to sex. It's, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, it's, that's, that's why it's you should like wholesome. this book. He, hate, he also shits on Sweden for that reason. Okay, I'm, yeah. I mean, that's good. So I, I, there's no shitting on Sweden parts in this passage. Mm, I don't remember. I know. There's a part, maybe it's a little after before, where he talks about his mother was shocked to discover that when she was walking in the stairwell, the lights would keep turning on and off depending on where she was. And he's like, Yeah, that's typical Swedish energy saving. Mm. Yeah. Mm. All the Scandinavian countries, they have the, um, you know, they have a high trust society and, and everyone's healthy and they're broadly egalitarian. But they also have the tall poppy syndrome. Um, What's that? Oh, you know, the tall poppy is, is the one that gets uh, cut off of the stem. You know, you... you that, that was just Wait, is this a metaphor or an actual thing? Th- this is a metaphor, Okay. Yeah. Um, because I was hoping it was some like, weird disease I hadn't heard about. That, that was a, a novel written in, in, I think, the early 20th century. Um, okay. 
by some kind of Scandinavian writer, which I haven't read, but I've read the Wikipedia article about it. Mm-hmm. Um, which That's the correct level of knowledge for this yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 which was about, um, you know, a kind of small provincial village in okay. Denmark or Norway or Sweden. Um, and it's kind of it's broad ethos which has come to be a kind of byword for the entire kind of Scandinavian spirit okay principles such as you know who are you to say anything to us okay Um, you know how how dare anyone criticize basically anyone else this kind of uh, Mm. incredibly repressed protestant um attitude of enforced banality um and yeah yeah and and, yeah doesn't really you know oh and they have their nice kind of you know pagan rituals around around christmas Mm, they're very sanitized yeah very sanitized everything's healthy yeah i I once had a christmas dinner with uh with some swedes and they taught us the uh the frog dance where you kind of hop around and go the little frogs the little frogs they have no ears, they have no tails, and you shake your ass around. Yeah. And this is kind of healthy, Did you partake? Did you do the dance? Y- yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it was Christmas, I was drunk. Um, <laughs> this is kind of healthy, sanitized sexuality. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's no richness or no guilt danger. or mystery or danger in Scandinavia, you know. Yeah. Unless you want to, I don't know, get eaten by a troll or something. Yeah. But there is an England. Well, that no, is... fuck England. Ah, <laughs> 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 no, we're we're nearly as bad. Yeah, yeah because the cultural gulf can be that wide. But England's not wide. like a pleasant place to be, whereas Scandinavia is. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We, we 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 have all the kind no offense of, uh, small-mindedness and not even social democracy anymore. Yeah. It feels though England is a bit more pleasingly diseased. There's more drinking and sort of, it's like a little rotten. Yeah, English people do be drinking something in a different way. Yeah. There's something rotten there. Yeah. Uh, another draft of my butt. <laughs> do they have dry January in England? I feel like it that might not catch there. on. Course, okay. It started there. Oh, did it really? I'm actually, I, I, I borrowed That's this. so disappointing. I borrowed this method from British broadcaster Melvin Bragg. I know, you're your BBC. favorite, yeah. Oh, future guest, future guest, Melvin Bragg. <laughs> I've become a big brag head. Yeah. Lately. Actually, less lately, but this is more Do you think we can get him on the pod? I tried to tweet at him, but for some reason it didn't work. It I don't know what work. happened. But <laughs> I learned this regimen from Bragg. Okay. Apparently, he's a bit of a lush, but every January he right. doesn't, he, f- he forgoes alcohol, and then starting back into the year, he has something like three drinks the first week of each month mm-hmm. then like five to seven the second and third and then finally for the last week of the month he's plastered all the time what? and he's up in, i think he's almost 90 and he's still vital and still doing his show he, he was uh he was ahead of my university like the uh ceremonial hats really that's um at a kind of graduation day what was your university leeds uh, really? did you meet him well, we, we, all, we all packed into uh, to a sweltering hall on a summer's day to um, hear Melvin Bragg give a, give a kind of uh, graduation speech. Love in that. which he, uh, he basically went, uh, well, now that you're graduating from the University of Leeds, I think, uh, I think I should describe a little about the uh, institution that you're graduating from. And then he essentially <laughs> proceeded to read out the Wikipedia entry yeah. of the University of Leeds. And then that was it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I, 
I respect it. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. That's awesome because he's like the most erudite guy ever, and he's like. Well, I mean, a lot of his research is clearly pretty rough. Do you think he's not? He's more of a generalist rather than Definitely, erudite. Yeah, he's an avowed. I guess yeah, because he has to interview people on a bunch of different topics. I mean, he, like, toys that the scholars talks to you know, like when they get too erudite and yeah. tedious and pedantic, mm. he says, "Okay, but that means nothing to me." Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it does imprecisely that voice. Right, and, uh, hey, that means nothing to me. Hey, <laughs> I don't know where hey, that voice came from. Yeah. <laughs> that means nothing to me. What about the audience? <laughs> <laughs> I like that person. I like both Sam's interpretation of Sopranos and Drew's Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> They're like equally far from Melvin Bragg. <laughs> I can't do British. So I'm gonna do you know disabled. No, you did. You did a good. Um, you did a good British a while ago. You could only do one sentence. No, go on. What was it? I, I'm not going to do it. You have to do it. It's so good. That's you have not to do it. I've genuine. done you. I forget what it was. What was it? It was Tatiana. Oh, like, Tatiana, <laughs> we're going to the pub. <laughs> Tatiana, get me a, get me a fog it. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. It was, it was like, a, it was a sentence that, that was very melodious. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> I just... <laughs> It was very what? It was very melodious, like the sentence. Tatiana. Mm. It was like a specific sentence with a specific word order. No, I, I think I've heard someone say exactly that while <laughs> stumbling out of the door. I need to be, I think I was probably inebriated, so it's oh, hard for me to recreate. Yeah. You, do, you can do it way better when you're drunk. I'm far too sober to sound like yeah. an Englishman. Yeah. That's why I should have a, a small shot of Bud Light. Don't let it. Uh, we got a fucking British <laughs> devil over here. I really like the idea. In dry January, I want a, a shot of light beer. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a um, sad way to go down. That's him eating my jalapeno peppers. <laughs> I need I need things that are sensorially kind of tense. Yeah, I guess I get that. Let me have it. Let me get another sip of this. You know, it like, takes a lot to get the dopamine going. Mm. Now that I'm just high on life. This is diluted. Yeah. Make a make a stronger okay, one. Okay, hold on. Kind of lost some of the juice here. I can't believe it. You should really put pickle juice in that. Not, oh, that'd be good, too. Do I have pickles? Uh, we're almost out of this. Oh, this is really the dregs. This is the dregs of the jalapeno. What should be... The, what should I call this? The struggle? Yeah, the struggle. The struggle. How is it? Have yourself It's not strong enough. <laughs> the essence of the drink it's is totally me, lost. It's not going to get me drunk. No, it's like because the whole point of the drink is it's kind of overwhelming yeah. the the sharpness mm. of the right, flavor. It's a mid. Yeah, that drink just, cannot afford to be mid. You can always just eat a jalapeno. I'm like addicted to these now. <laughs> you could blend it. Blend the what? Blend the jalapenos. Mmm. Mmm. It's a nice healthy crunch. <laughs> Uh, I got a zin. <laughs> I got a zin in. And a jalapeno in. I still have a little aftertaste of white chocolate in my left molar. <laughs> and next thing you know, I'm gonna go right for that salty son and that onion. I don't know how much onion there is. Oh, there's plenty left. I mean, we should do um, crisp sandwiches. A layer of oh. sausage, layer of white chocolate. Yeah, crisp. that would be that. kind of appropriately childlike. <laughs> crest is like water crust. No, he's a uh, crisp. 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 That's English. A chip. Chip. Yeah. I was here. I was, don't British people eat water crust sandwiches? Is that a thing? I think they do that um, here too. Yeah, it's like a crispy vegetable. I don't. What is water crust? It's a leaf. I don't know what they do. No, over there. it's like a. It's like a. 
Yeah, it's like a green. Yeah. No, no, no. There's like it's some kind of vegetable that's like white and crisp and crunchy. That's it's usually no. <laughs> it's white watercress. and crunchy vegetable parsnip. No, it's kind of like a parsnip. I'm bringing oh. this up. I thought it was a green thing. No, it's a thing. It's like a tea time sandwich. Yes, exactly. It's a tea sandwich. What's the state of tea in England, Sam? Do people still do it? Yeah, people drink tea. Do you drink coffee or tea? No, but like, do people I, I, have I like do not drink the event? Really? No. What do you do? Wait, I that's crazy. You don't have coffee you or tea? Of you, do you, and no stimulants? No stimulants. What the fuck? Yeah. I used to. Um, I, I used to... Uh, Wake up in the morning and make myself an extremely strong coffee, mm-hmm. and then just kind of feel kind of loopy and out of it for about two and a half hours, um, and then I'd be able to get out to work. And eventually, I just kind of thought, "What if I so cut out that?" What's your adjuvant for writing? You smoke? Yeah, I, I smoke. I vape. Um, Sam yeah. has been vaping this entire time. I have. I, I've been in my living room. Vaping. Yeah. Yeah, I assume that's okay. Well, point. it doesn't emit anything, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, where is it going? Usually there is an emit. Where is it going? I'm just like, what's it? What's that called? Ghosting. What? It's when you swallow the smoke. Oh. We used to go oh, right. I did on the flight over here. Yeah. Oh no, he just emitted something. Oh, he did. There yeah. was an emission. There was a nocturnal emission. Yeah. Sorry for emitting into your room. <laughs> He's drizzling upon. I don't us. smell anything though. Yeah, it's uh, unflavored. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm just trying to live as boring and sparse in a life as possible. I support that. I don't like artificial flavors. Yeah. Um, white chocolate. I'm like the king of artificiality right now. White chocolate. Really? <laughs> Is white chocolate more artificial? It's, it's not even chocolate. It's basically just like an it's emulsion. Butter, of, right? It's butter. It tastes like butter. That no, must it be tastes why worse like than it. butter. I don't, I, I don't hate it. Yeah, bring me I've been eating a lot of butter. Getting pretty thick in sober January. Should I open the caramel popcorn? What the hell is that? Oh, You'll shit. like it. It's sweet. Look at this. <laughs> Today we're just going to talk about our childish <laughs> what food. What we're eating. Well, that's a motif. Oh, it's a big motif on, mm-hmm. the, on this podcast, right. Sam. Brown yeah. sugar, cane sugar, popcorn. Mm-hmm. Salted butter. Wait, the sugar comes before the popcorn yeah. ingredients. Oh, this looks wonderful. Open that up. Why, am I, why do I have to open it up? You open it up. Because it's for small batch people. Small batch people. Oh, small batch popcorn. Small batch people. I thought it's handcrafted for small batch people. <laughs> that's that's a that's every kid in Park Slope. Am I right? Honestly, I, this morning, this afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck it was, walking around Park Slope, I felt oddly calm. <laughs> Why do you I think that was? It here. It's mm. an, it's a really nice place. I, 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 just, I, I felt an aura of menace walking over. Menace? Yeah. No. Oh really? I, uh, no. I felt Why? No, I just did. I mean, um, to me it's, like it's the Disney thing about Land. auras. Yeah. Like I went to a sh- little shishi espresso joint. Yeah. The woman was taking down the chairs for the day. I felt a little guilty, and yet she still smiled as my as I ordered my americano. Hmm. I went to the vape shop. Nobody was in it. No one was behind the counter. Mm-hmm. And I thought about stealing my zin, but I waited for the man to return. I had a little idyllic. Episode. It mm. sounds nice. Yeah, it, it feels like um, you know the end of Solaris. Let me try this. Where, where the end of, oh, what's yeah. Solaris? That movie. The the Russian film, the uh, Tarkovsky. I've never seen. Never that seen one. it. Uh, oh well, well, at the end he goes back to this kind of you know 
idyllic house in the country mm. and then the camera pans out and you realise that actually he's just uh, you know um, this little patch of uh, countryside is swimming on the surface of the alien planet that uh, manifests his desires you keep giving away the aliens now Finnegan's I know, wave. Uh, well, look, if, you if you haven't seen Solaris at this point then you know I saw the George Clooney version I think I haven't seen that one you're missing out does he speak Russian in it? Mm, no it's directed by Soderbergh. It's like a loose adaptation. Actually, I don't know how loose it is. I think I saw it when I was a kid. I don't care for this very much. It's a little, um... It's not, like, poppy enough. Let's try some. Yeah. yeah. Give some to our guests. They're being incredibly rude. <laughs> yeah. The children... We're tasting it so it's not poison. Oh, uh, no. okay, okay. Good. I'm gonna chase we, this. We gave you the headphones with the two pads. Yeah, but we're not Which you promptly the took off. Yeah. <laughs> I feel this is really the first time you've done it without the headphones. <laughs> I feel really nervous with no headphones. It, it's already took me kind of going, why don't you not wear the headphones for you to just. It's not still, wear the it's still recording. I will oh, say. That's, that's good. Yeah. Chasing the popcorn with sausage is really good. <laughs> I'm gonna add a savory finish <laughs> to the overly coin. <laughs> Item. It does kind of feel like after we finish all of this, we might have to like eat a rat. I know. We <laughs> <laughs> eat each other. Yeah. Cannibalism's all the rage. Is that true? Hot right now. Yeah. Wait, yeah. is it? Yeah. Why? I don't um, follow discourse. Absolutely making stuff out. No. This is a tapas bar from different human. I feel organs. like you're you have your um, finger on the pulse, Sam. So mm. I totally believed you when you said cannibalism was him. I'm started pretending that I do. Yeah. Um, and writing things as if I really have my finger on the pulse. Yeah. Um, just you know the way the culture's headed. You don't know about the pulse? Where is it headed? Um, towards the Middle Ages. Okay. Nice. Oh. Yeah. I've been banging on about this for a while. Um, and I think I'm just going to, you by can't sheer live. repetition, make it a reality. Hmm. Well, maybe the Jews will get expelled from England again. No, yeah, that'd be fun. Where would you go? That's a good question. Um, I guess here. Why do you think we're going to the Middle Ages again? Mm. No, we can't do discourse on this pod, Andrew. Just, just give me like a, give me a little blurb. Of yourself. But if you can explain how we're going back to the Middle Ages without touching on the discourse, Just then you yes. yourself. Um, no, you can't blurb yourself. Alright. I'll see what I can do. Alright, alright. Or try. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you want a kind of neo medievalism that doesn't touch on discourse? Alright. Get a few lads around here, see what we can you, do. You can gently caress the discourse. Just gently, get her a little wet. Gently. I think culture has exhausted itself with representations. Okay. Mm. Mm. Discourse so, so alert, discourse alert. This is soft. This I, is soft. This is barely discourse. <laughs> I, it's not going to go anywhere near politics, I promise. Um, culture is politics. No, <laughs> so it's I not. hear. <laughs> okay, representation. Everything's... Okay, represent, too many representations. Mm, yeah, not, not representation in the, like, you know, not representations and representation matters like yeah, representations right. as, in, as in literally representing things yes um, like representation of, of you know who <laughs> who you know the guy people get in trouble for representing oh, right. <laughs> you can actually it's funny you mention that <laughs> the other night i saw a movie 
about the rise of that guy. <laughs> from you, you are allowed to name him. No, not on this I'm podcast. Not, not on this okay, podcast. Not risking that. Okay. Okay, I was in France for the Hebdo murders. R.I.P. Just we. Je suis. I was actually asked to say to the student body at the school I worked in France that je suis Charlie. What? Yeah, they had me, it was like a novelty. They put me up, they filmed me at an assembly saying je suis Charlie. Because they wanted you to express solidarity? That's right. And anyway, I watched a movie called The Message from 1975. We'll get back to your cultural <laughs> analysis in a second. Uh, that is a representation of that prophet. Uh-huh. And it's a film made for Western audiences, so all the... Muslims are played by like middle <laughs> by Brit, by Brits, Mohammedans, yeah, whatever they're called. Um, but no, they say Musliman and um, and Kipling. I don't know. Yeah, I like Mohammedan. Although that kind of gives the name away. Anyway. Oh fuck! We said yeah, God damn it. No, but that's no, the adjectable version. Oh my god. Yeah. We'll bleep it. Anyway, they're they it's, it's played mostly. I'm by writing a writ of haram against you right now. <laughs> the early followers of the, of that of, of Islam are played by British people. Of course, yeah, yeah. But the film was wary of representing and showing. You know. So who every is, yeah. time, it wants to include him it actually does like a video game pov thing so the cam the <laughs> actors turn to the camera and you are oh, you him. Know who you are <laughs> and they kind of talk to you as though they're like npcs <laughs> uh, it's sort of a neat trick uh, i watched a kid's cartoon about uh about our mutual friends um on on the islam channel in the uk they have that there? yeah damn we don't get that um, and it's it's a you know that kind of really plasticine looking kind of cgi animation nice and as i recall um the chat we're all fond of is represented as uh, just a kind of empty <laughs> white space on the screen <laughs> Yeah, well, we, the Islam channel for us was just like beheadings on dailymotion.com. Shout out to the 2000s. <laughs> Did you ever get to see any? Oh, they were beautifully produced. I never actually saw any, you though. You never saw an ISIS film? I guess I wasn't in, as into like shock stuff as you were. They were almost like dotty action movies. Like, mm. They yeah. were very well edited. But do you ever see like the head getting divorced from uh, the neck? Yeah, there was. I th if I remember correctly, I saw the, the ligature, the ligaments. Uh, the my, my, my brother showed me one. Right, I mean your brother should. And, and I used to, no, younger brother. Um, which feels like the wrong way around. That the, really uh, is the wrong. Uh, way it, it was a, it was an ISIS um, like feature length propaganda film okay. called um, I, th I I believe it was called The Clanging of the Swords Four. Um, okay. And you know we spent the first five minutes making good natured fun of clanging swords, and uh, now I hear they they. I hear they clang twice as many swords as in the last one. Right. When they're going to start <laughs> clanging the swords, and then we started seeing people being killed. And oh. Very quickly turned it off. Yeah. yeah My brother should be fun. clanging of the swords five, but it was a gangbang. Your brother should. <laughs> why are you Why are you bringing Ned into this? <laughs> he showed me a different thing. I'm just oh, making like Ned. I can definitely see as a daily motion beheading guy. Yeah. Definitely. Ned had the plug with the daily motion beheading videos. So what were you saying about representation? <laughs> yeah, what was your go back to your thesis <laughs> about lost. the Middle Ages? I don't this popcorn. Um, it's bad, right? Yeah, it's not good, but yeah. it's very compulsive. It's as your culture would say Moorish. Mm. Oh, do you yeah. not say Moorish in America? We don't say it. I, I, I was learned, so shocked the first so time much, someone said it to me. <laughs> I learn so much about your culture every day. Yeah, it's, it's a you just learn what we don't change. do. Yeah, no, no, you, you don't say crisps. 
You yeah. don't seem Moorish. Don't get buggered in high school. Um, well, you get buggered, <laughs> but you don't know what to call it. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Okay, so, back to Millie. Okay, yeah. so, like, I'll, I'll guide Mouse Guard, for instance. Okay. Um, I, I think, you know, and I'm saying this having read absolutely nothing he's written. Doesn't matter. Pontificate. Me. Go crazy. He represents a kind of impasse for the novel. Okay. Insofar as, you know, like the 20th century history of the novel is a history of successive impasses. Okay. You know, you have uh, you have Ulysses, which you know, for many people, is the end of the novel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Beckett famously couldn't think what could possibly be written as a novel after Ulysses, mm-hmm. which was a novel about everything. So he wrote a novel about nothing. Um, you have the kind of grand. Um, postmodern systems novels sorry of the uh, middle of the 20th century and then eventually that gets worn through and you you end up where we are now which is and I know there are a lot of people who just hate any mention of the of, of this phrase but in the kind of the era of autofiction mm. where, where the function of the novel is effectively to just kind of reproduce daily life mm-hmm. um, to reproduce yourself and, you know, I'm sure Nausgaard does it better than anyone else. That's but, arguable, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, because I've heard of him, at least. Um, He's the only one I've read, so I'm just assuming. Yeah, I've, I've like, come across some of it. Uh, like, occasionally... Yeah, okay, like, I read um, uh, Patricia Lockwood's novel, No One Is Talking About This, um, which in many parts is very, very good. She's, mm-hmm. um, she's an excellent crafter of sentences and phrases mm. like, like really brilliant yeah I not mean, something she shares with Knausgaard yeah. <laughs> well I mean I mean she's a poet she's very attentive to that stuff. yeah um, there was an earlier version of that book that appeared as, a, as an essay in mm-hmm. the LRB um, but this one was marketed as a novel and it has this entire second half uh, which I, I know I've been spoiling uh, every text I mentioned we'll, we'll so just, I, we'll I, just I'm bleep not it. yeah oh, okay all right well, it's about how um, her sister back in Ohio um, gives birth to a, a child with um, extraordinary um, de- uh, developmental before, disabilities, um, yeah, like, like birth defects. Basically, yeah. it's it's not long for the world. Yeah, um, and you know she can't abort because of the uh, restrictive abortion laws in Ohio, um, and. The first half of the novel is all about the internet and the experience of being online, and what you know, and what she calls the portal. Uh, and then the second half is a realization: actually, there are human things that matter more. Mm-hmm. Um, fine. And then at the end, I may as well spoil it: the baby dies, and everyone's very mm. heartbroken. Um, but I had this kind of awful feeling while reading this novel that um, I bet this is true isn't it mm-hmm. and it took about two minutes of looking into it to discover that yeah it is absolutely all of it true mm-hmm. and uh, you know it you know the the tragedy of this event was very movingly related but the question is why is this a novel why is this a piece of fiction um what does calling it a novel do um so i feel like uh the novel is basically the the phrase we use, the, the words we use to to describe the transformation of daily life into some kind of artistic object. Um, 
but I I feel like the kind of I feel like this mode of autofiction is kind of losing energy. Um, you know, I, I think once you've had someone like Nausgaard write a however many book series in which he exhaustively details every dump he ever took in his life, then, um, you know, it's, it's very difficult for people to then kind of repeat the procedure to keep on writing these kind of books. Um, I, I think fundamentally we're reaching a crisis of representation where if the point of writing and art is to simply provide an image of the real world and daily life, then it, you know, it's going to be increasingly redundant and pointless because we live daily life, we know what it is to exist. Um, so what I've started seeing, and there are kind of small movements towards this, um, is movement towards a different kind of mode of representation. Um, I've written about this, but um, Julia Kristeva, I think, quite helpfully um, uh, brings up the distinction between sign and symbol. And she says that in the 13th century, thought based on sign started to displace thought based on symbol. And, and the sign aims to kind of directly represent, in a kind of illusionistic way, whether in art or in literature, its notional object. Mm -hmm. Symbol is based on, on trying to communicate something which is not directly represent, uh, representable, something which kind of transcends representation. Um, it's all gone very serious suddenly. <laughs> I was just holding in my Muhammad joke. Oh, fuck, I said it in a... <laughs> but you know, I'm... Um, wait, so, sorry, the distinction between the sign and symbol is yeah. one is representing something that's not representable, Yeah, yeah. and the, one the, isn't? The, the symbol allows you to, because a symbol is a convention, it allows you to think that which is not, represent, uh, not representable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you look at medieval literature... So does the, our big guy fall under sign or symbol? The what? The guy. Ah, ah. <laughs> is he... Our, our, our friend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which friend? No, I'm confused. The you know, prophet the, or the, the big writer? M. The big M. Oh, the big M. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the big K. The big K? Oh, who cares about him? Oh. Is there another person I'm not going to mention? <laughs> I, I, I think it would be good to have this read out beforehand. I thought you were referencing Kanazgard himself. Oh, I see, okay. <laughs> Our prophet, so to speak. Two figures easily. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, he was a historical personage. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not quite the same thing. Right. But, um, you know, there, there's definitely something of the symbol in, you know, in the kind of collection of uh, you know of his sayings you know the history um. <laughs> dude's just like <laughs> sorry I'm he's just chipping off pieces of this one which <laughs> yeah, my my living room table is like just covered <laughs> as in like a as in a quarry or some kind oh, of so mine we have this, we have this symbol with white chocolate sign. dust <laughs> Yeah, sorry. Well, how does this lead us to the crisis? Back to the crisis. Wait, so I know I still want to know I'm about the symbol and the sign. Is this so? The symbol would be like like scales for justice or something mm, like that. Kind of. I mean, all of, um, you, know, you could think of a lot of medieval literature. Mm -hmm. um, it's like allegor allegory or something like that. It's allegory, but you know, it's also the deployment of these very conventional yeah. types. Yeah, that's what you're saying. The noble knight. The, mm -hmm. the valiant king, well, the beautiful prince. Even proto, no I mean, even earlier novels relied far more on on type yeah. and cliche and convention in a way. Yes. I mean, you know, 
they were more social as well. I mean, because what you get they, to they, they were made to be read aloud. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas now, I mean, maybe we're returning some, to that to some degree with uh, social novels that include um, kind of typologies. But certainly, you know, the, as the novel um, you know, left the social world, it, you know, you become you get to Beckett, you know, alone in a room yeah. muttering. I, I mean, I know you're you're writing one, uh, mm-hmm. but I think it might be curtains for the novel in general. Um, I, I think it well, might be a this is a perennial claim. This is true. This it's is an true. evergreen claim. This is true. But um, no, I, I think we're going to move back towards the um, something closer to the tale. Mm. To, um, oh. Yeah, and you can already see something like this happening on the internet, right? Where mm-hmm. um, you know, like these kind of snatches of literature will kind of circulate and screenshot for I rather like that. I mean, I think also even using... I just, I want more examples. Like, what's an example of, the, of that? Well, of the, of the, the tail of, form. Of a tail screenshot. Oh, I mean, like, um, I, I, like, for some reason, Instagram has decided that I like this. Mm-hmm. It's uh, like screenshots from 4chan of people telling stories. Uh, oh. you, get, you know that convention? The green text thing where they mm-hmm. have the kind of great yeah. down sign? Wait, um, what is the green uh, green text? Uh, I, I I don't know fully how it works, but there there's. I'm a woman, so of, I've never been on 4chan. Text green. Okay. Um, and there there is a convention to how these stories are told. Uh huh. You know, um, in the same way that you know, in the kind of notional fairy tale, we begin once upon a time. Mm-hmm. In these stories, you begin be me, be 24 years old, depressed, lonely, whatever. Uh huh. Oh, is um, this like the r slash relationships where people? It's like I, twenty-four-year-old yeah, well, yeah, yeah, no, male, that, 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 in my that's another yeah. One. yeah, yeah, okay, the, um, yeah. Because yeah, I often the, the see parodies of our slash relationships. Mm. Yeah, but you know, the, these are these are literary forms which are, you know, like everyone responding to them mm-hmm. is slotting all the characters into into these kind of conventional slots. You know, the the toxic abuser, mm-hmm. um, or you know the. Whatever. Wait, so on four chan people's no. tales begin be me? Yeah, yeah. And and like how does it proceed? Be me. Okay. Be a twenty four year old, you know, lonely guy, no friends. Mm-hmm. Um go into the kebab shop every day and mm-hmm. always tip the kebab guy fifty percent. Mm-hmm. Every time I go in he goes, Hey, what's up, boss? Yeah. TFW I made a friend, whatever. Okay. But you're that's saying beautiful. there's an urgency here that fiction doesn't have I mean uh, yeah I mean I think most of these things are, are shit um, right no but I kind of <laughs> agree with you. I, I think they, they're indicative of a broader move um, away from the kind of fully illusionistic representation of everyday life right. and, and towards and, and, and the kind of the attempt at you know that kind of psychological depth um, that comes with the novel um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, actually, I could talk about it in, in relation to, to this week's Torah portion. Um, but isn't in, in, in the Nausgaard, not the actual Torah? <laughs> yeah, I don't know when, what when, it is. But when you say autofiction or can Nausgaard is a move along that, I mean, if you if you do think about it in a linear way, like it's getting us towards. Is Nausgaard a step toward me, fortune? Right? I mean, it's getting us towards <laughs> a kind of you know a, a removal of the um, tra- traditional trappings of the novel, which mm-hmm. I don't always. No, if I agree with that claim, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd have to read some Nausgaard. So. Well, auto fiction in general, yeah. like, are, I mean, you're saying that auto fiction is leading us to uh, kind, kind of. It, it's it's exhausting the novel right. or something. It, it's it's using it up. Um, but also, weirdly, returning it to its roots because obviously, like you know, the novel extends from folk tale, extends from <coughs> I don't know. Uh, 
um, various forms of memoirs. I'm, well, I mean, the, the novel is an interesting one because, in a way, it's kind of outside of the broad literary tradition. Right. You know, um, it's written for vernacular, yeah. which was not common. Sure. Um, and and it's a well, it's a very feminine form. That's true. Yeah. Can yeah, you expand was, on that? Well, I mean, the novel is considered early. Not, I mean, yeah, in his early days, like it was, you know, what uh, woman did all day, just reading novels. I mean, they also weren't. Oh, considered, just because it's a lesser I mean, it was considered more like I think probably something like when the television is now. Television now weirdly seems to have the prestige of a novel. Not weirdly, it just does. But um, uh, back in the day, so to speak, or in the early days of the novel, it was more. It was treated more like people used to see. TV is something kind of like indulgent and mm. um, well, the, the thing about like the as novel. opposed to poetry or yes. yeah yeah, okay. yeah. I, I, the, the thing about the novel is that like classically it deals with private domestic life mm-hmm. um, right, is, and, and yeah. relationships rather than you know like like the the chanson de guest you know deeds of valor in combat yeah, yeah. yeah. think about all those early now like like Clarissa all those like epistolary novels it's yeah. just like that kind of you know or the sort of tedious vernacular lives of people. Um, and um, this is something Walter Ong points out in uh, Orality and Literacy, mm. but that uh, you know, among literate peoples of the kind of era when the novel was first being developed, there would have been, um, you know, there's a vernacular language, and then there is a language that most um, kind of literary and scholarly work were taking place in, which was Latin. And Latin was a language that was almost entirely only speaking, spoken by men. Mm-hmm. Women did not learn Latin. Um, and men would learn Latin uh, in an environment of um, intense corporal punishment and probably buggery. Um, Safe to assume. Yeah, well, uh, one can assume about the past. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so you would be um, so your entire route into knowledge would be conditioned by this language, which only men spoke and which was probably associated with. Um, Profound homosexual sadism, um, and and that is kind of what the novel kind of stood against, mm. um, and why I think a lot of people didn't see it as legitimate because you know uh, you can write a novel and no one has to get fucked up the ass for it. Mm. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, uh, a feminine form. Yeah. Yeah, well, even Madame Bovary. So what does it mean that we've exhausted a feminine form? Well, we're going back to uh, back to buggery. Back to buggery. <laughs> What are women supposed to do now? Well, I mean, women still make up the vast majority of the, of the reading uh, market, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but the, the fabulum is definitely a more male form. Um, what yeah. is a fabulum? A uh, story. The, um, a tale. Yeah, okay. a tale. I like the idea that we're reverting, so to speak, to a tale. And I think those, these be me tales you mentioned. I do love be me as a beginning. <laughs> but I mean, why should That is a great whiff of oral tradition. I mean, the weird thing is we, uh, yeah, it doesn't seem that we've found a way to integrate that into, into the novel or in a way that feels um, mm. successful. It's difficult. Um, yes, I mean, uh, you know, one of the big advocates of, of the town storytelling was uh, Walter Benjamin. Mm-hmm, um, sure. There's one of his lines I keep on coming back to where he, um, he talks about how tales and fairy tales and so on um, uh, kind of present the world without delving into kind of psychology and motivation. Right. And I think he says that uh, they present it dry, so to speak, is mm-hmm. his phrase, which I've always loved. Mm-hmm. Um, but his argument is that they can, in doing so, they can actually 
uh, work in a very psychologically complex way without actually having to directly represent psychological complexity. Yeah. Um, which, which I guess would be a kind of symbol thought. Yeah. Where, where you can you, you can represent something that it, without making it directly seen, without making it directly mm. visible. Did um, Benjamin have a favorite example of that? Um, he, there was uh, a... Is this the storyteller? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the essay collection. Yeah, the um, MYA. Uh, like, was RP he a Hansel and Gretel guy? Like, what were his tales? Uh, in the uh, New York Review Books edition of uh, the Storyteller Essays, there's a collection of um, tales by this German writer whose name escapes me at the moment that he particularly loves. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's one about a guy who goes to a funeral in Amsterdam. Um, Mm. And, and there's the one about the, um, uh, I, I actually uh, made an attempt myself to rewrite it, about the uh, miner who, um, you know, every day he waves goodbye to his, uh, his betrothed as he goes into the mine, and then one day he never comes out again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and the, you know, the woman who was not even his widow still sits there patiently waiting him, for him to come back. Mm. And then many, many years later, um, in the same mine, they find a, uh, a chamber that has been flooded with one of the chemicals they used in mining in the time. Um, and they, uh, they drain it, and inside, they find uh, a lump of metal in the exact likeness of a man. And they drag it out, and it's him. His body has been covered in the precious metal. Um, and then finally, the woman can reunite with her intended, um, and is buried in the same grave next to him shortly afterwards. Hmm. Um, and you know, this was widely considered to be one of the. I think Kafka said one of the uh, the greatest tales ever. Well, I was going to say. I mean, I think there's, like, there's it. clearly a tradition even within. Well, we'll probably call it like lit. Uh, I don't know. Realism, though, maybe not even realism. Let's just say literature, novel writing. People like Kafka early Borges later mm-hmm. like have played yes, and yeah. experimented with the tale a form Definitely. that you know is perhaps freely uh, you well, know it's without right. it is, is what I find great about tales is that um, formal constraints yeah. it's a constraint it also it doesn't have the pressure yet to like you know sustain the real the illusion of reality all mm. the time um, I think what's great about tales is that the best tales have also the structure of a joke, right? Um, which is, I mean, something Kafka excels at. Mm-hmm. His best stories um, that you know, he's one of the few writers who who writes a piece of literature with a punchline. You know, um, the Hunger Artist has, right. a, has a punchline at the end. Right, that is I rare. Mean, he liked an aphoristic. He liked his aphorisms too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, it was a good sign in a writer. Although you know, but his his sort of parables and fables are kind of. You know, nebulous in their way too. I mean, they're. Oh, I, I mean, you know, the, the difficult counterexample is Walter Benjamin himself, right. who wrote some tales, and on the whole, they're pretty shit. Actually, he mm. <laughs> was a, a, a great theorist and not that brilliant a writer. Um, yeah, that happens. Yeah. Susan Sontag, famously. I don't think I've ever read James Wood. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm James really Wood, R.I.P., future guest. I don't know why I said R.I.P. Please don't. Because <laughs> well, we just we just call this fiction. 
uh, failure, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes, sometimes the more I think what fuels the good criticism is precisely the failure to write fiction well. Mm. Yeah. They're all more attuned to it. Though, I don't know if James would ever try to write a tale. You should try. I'm I'm interested in this turn to tales. Well, I think we are returning to kind of like a strange folk form. I mean, even even the way literature or like language is deployed on, online does seem to, you know, fit within a kind of, you know, rhythm and meter type scheme. Mm-hmm. Like think about like yeah, even I mean I've said this before and it's kind of too easy, but the way you know a tweet or whatever is structured is mm-hmm. essentially like a collective mm-hmm. form. That's you know formal. Oh yeah, we had a convo about this one. The short story or anything else, even though those have their codes too. Or or the little phrases that people have to. I mean, I personally hate them. Exactly. Um, But um, I think, well, you know, I I think kind of pleasure. Not not me. Not me. Not not, not 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 me. It's either be me or not me. But it is. It is an oral tradition or an oral quote unquote oral tradition. Yeah. There's a there's a vernacular. There's a what is that word? I can't remember. Idiom. Idiom. There's an idiom. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. Walter Ong says that, you know, electronic communications will be kind of like a second orality. A second what? No, like, like returning to, to uh, an oral rather than a written A rose. second orali- yeah. orality, yeah. A-U, d- okay. No, I do no, think O-R. O-R? Okay. Yeah. A lot of oh, those right, because A-U would be hearing, yeah. right? Yeah. A lot of those memes or whatever is kind of seemingly, I don't know, childish, perhaps. I, I mean, I, I will admit I find almost all memes incredibly boring as they are i mean still well maybe most tales were boring and we only got the good ones yeah no i mean i mean 99 percent of everything is shit yeah Yeah. there are probably lots of dud tales going around in like 12 12, 50 (laughs) they can access types of people and experiences of this like immediate moment in a way that i'm not sure you know fiction can yeah like We've that all, is true. Is we've that, all yeah. seen like things online. Let's just call them memes or whatever the fuck. I'm no media scholar. I'm, that I'm you, about to show you, you instantly make like, meme you, I found you, funny. Please. It does capture. <laughs> it captures a type of person or a type of experience in a way that I don't know fiction can. Or maybe it doesn't have to. Or maybe it shouldn't. Um, but it, it's maybe there's not even a competition. But I know that I don't. I don't find that in in fiction. Um, Here we go. Maybe I don't want to. But this is the only meme I found funny. This is the only meme this you've ever found meme, funny. Probably the only one I've ever found funny. <laughs> 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 no, but this is like an absurdist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I like this? I like absurdist Let me memes. See this meme. Well, I mean, this, the funniness of this comes from a lack of a punchline, right? Or like a skewed punchline. Okay. <laughs> Drew, Drew doesn't seem to find it as funny. <laughs> I'm quizzically investigating let, it. Let's not let the listeners know what it yeah, is. Yeah, we're not going to tell them. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll never know. You guys will never know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. not sure Kafka could have bested that. <laughs> well, it's it's kind of like an anti-punchline. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it directly follows from, from the premise. Yeah. yeah like, right, the but, only right, but the point really. of the joke is that it contradicts your expectation. Yeah, right? no, but, so, no, but it doesn't. But it doesn't. Yeah. That's the joke, yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys must be so confused listening to yeah, this right I, now. I, 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 I mean, I, I think the thing that... Everyone <laughs> listening to this right now, DM Sam Chris and beg him to... Uh, do, do not do that. I, I, I just won't reply. All 1,200 um, people who are listening to this... 
No, all I, I, five I, I people. Think, I think what makes it funny <laughs> is, is is has nothing to do with the content. It, it's just purely the tone. It's, it's the idea that this should somehow be a, be a good thing <laughs> for reasons that are never explained. <laughs> And, and that, that's what I like about it, it's, it's direct and to the point. Yeah, one example of like the new folk idiom is just some strange nonsense. <laughs> no, I, to be clear, I don't think that's a new folk idiom. I think there's, like, like someone sat at their computer and made that. No, there is some, I, know, I have a friend who sends me like almost avant-garde level, I don't know what oh, to call them. Oh, who is it? Is it Greer? Like reels, you know, on Instagram. There's some fucked up shit that are just like nihilistic and and strange and odious and I do I I have this terrible feeling I just think God like we'll never be able to catch up to that. Oh, it's just that kind of like schizo yeah, thing like, exactly. where everyone talks about God all the time and um, oh the voices. I don't know if it's that if it's exactly that, but it's just like a, a constant battery of like image and sound and text that feels impossible to oh, approximate. Oh, we're other, not going to get all other, of us in the shot. I, I just ate some cheese and white chocolate at the same <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, oh, was it good? How did it no, 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 that, that's bad for I'm going to try combining sausage and white chocolate. Go for it. <laughs> Live react. <laughs> the reaction video. Actually, we've talked about yeah. the reaction video as a form before. It's a beautiful what form. Was our con- what was our conclusion about it? I can't remember. What sort of porn- <laughs> this is like a pornographic vicarious now? I guess so. Hmm. I don't think I've ever knowingly watched one. You've never watched a reaction video no, before? No. Oh, no, no, actually. That, a friend of mine showed me one of those videos where the gimmick is it's like a black kid mm-hmm. listening to the kind of yeah, icons of white music. Right. Oh, just yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's of usually black people, yeah. Genesis are actually pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of, that's, always, that's always a hit. That's always a hit. Mm. Yeah, there was a New York article that came out about this sort of reaction videos. They're like, oh, it's really wholesome. No, but it's not. It's not. No, it's, it's just kind of debasing himself for an audience of white mm. boomers. It's old white boomers who yeah. be like, oh, this black kid likes Pink mm. Floyd too. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, it's, it, they, they want to tell their children, oh, I bet you don't think prog rock is lame now, but a black guy likes it. It's like, look at this little animal. Even he likes uh, comfortably numb. Terrible. That's the subtext. Yeah, I get it. Not that some people in other groups don't love classic rock. <laughs> Let's dispel the stereotype right now. I'm sure. <laughs> people of all races, races genders, yeah. sexualities, ethnicities love. can like gay I, I, ass I classic know. rock, which sucks. Uh, find me someone from like the the Andaman Islands who's really into Pink Floyd. <laughs> Where's the Andaman Islands? They're, they're, they're the ones where they'll shoot you with arrows if you try and go near. Oh, nice. Still yeah. to this day? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, I really respect them. I didn't realize that. I was actually wondering the other day if there were still people, if they still had those guys they around. They probably have some yeah. banger yeah. tales there. Do, are they, like, really short? Almost certainly, yeah. yeah. But they're like their yeah, folk tradition. Short. Yeah. Island people tend to be short, right? They tend to tell tales? Island people? Yeah. Don't I don't know the, if that's a thing. With I, they is that a thing? They haven't exhausted the novel yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have no idea. It could be, you know. There's an interesting like cutting sheets of bark and writing novels on them, and there's there's an interesting like another story about a guy who grows up and goes hunting and finds a wife, and 
had some children and uh, I'm, I'm just so bored of this realism why can't we have something imaginative there's far yeah. too many buildings romans here about you know your trippy hunter experience in the woods and yeah he became a man and he was sodomized by the village elders and fed magical mushrooms or maybe they're maybe they're saying that the folk you know well, they don't call them folk tales but they're like ah oh, that that joke about Three boys in a bush. We're really exhausting this form. Mm-hmm. Mm. We need to find new forms. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they probably have all manner of trains, and they've probably got little trend watches there. Um, <laughs> That's why they shoot you in an arrow you go there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, they, 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 they shoot you because uh, they don't want you to steal their... Uh, <laughs> That's where the best means are. 2023 looks. Like, look, there's some Westerners coming here just trying to solve the exhaustion of the novel. If we could see the memes in the Andaman Islands, it would it would just end Instagram. You know, the hunt of forms is like the hunt They would drive all of those people in LA out oh, of business. Yeah, I mean, I kind of... Yeah. You, you know that thing people started saying where, you know, if you show this to a medieval peasant, he would die instantly. The, yeah. yeah. What? I, I, I there's a meme, that. too. People have been saying that. Um, people on Instagram and stuff yeah. are saying that. Um, you know, they'll post, like, a picture or a video or, like, you know, something that feels They would very die instantly? Show it to a medieval well, peasant and he would die instantly. I think it's the other way around. If, if you... The meme would die? If you showed, you know, the average online person in uh-huh. 2023... The, uh, the the kind of memes that they're enjoying mm-hmm. in the Middle Ages, then oh, their right. heads would explode. You know? Well, wouldn't they just be like really anti-Semitic? Well, they there's a like... really great Twitter account called Weird Medieval Guys or whatever. Have you seen that? <laughs> I, I haven't. Wait, it's what all are just like memes? vaguely hilarious and <laughs> horrifying images of medieval art, and it is quite hallucinatory and strange. Oh, yeah. oh there's um. They had, they had a big line in men fighting snails on the margins of uh, illuminated manuscripts. Right. Um, There's a lot of snails. A lot of snails. A lot of Wait, really? In that. Yeah. Snails yeah, were like big in the Middle big Ages? Yeah. There's like toads. Wait, why is that? Couldn't I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know. Yeah. But snails are known to be like a thing, like it's a big a, thing. Yeah. Knights fighting snails. Knights yeah. fighting snails. Yeah, in armor. Charging. Damn. Kind of I need snail. I need Melvin Bragg to quiz some guys Melvin about that Bragg. one. Yeah, He's he can he could get to the Wikipedia bottom of that. <laughs> if nothing else. I would like I would like Melvin Bragg to regurgitate that Wikipedia well, entry a to me. About like you know people from various other epochs seeing today. Like there's one of like you know you know this meme of. I'm so know, bored with those types of hypotheticals. No, In general, well, I don't like hypotheticals. This is very tendentious, <laughs> but they have a picture of like troops storming D-Day. Okay. And then you know like a kid watching a drag queen or whatever the oh, fuck okay. it's like this is what we uh, fought for they didn't uh, die for the yeah exactly uh, yeah. okay uh, I mean that, like, that's I more politicized dead, you know? <laughs> it's not up to them what they get to die for you know that's the whole point of being a soldier that's such a good point yeah. but I knew some people who said this without even having access to the meme it's sort of strange it's like yeah mm. well, I mean it's a you know it's a thing people especially in the UK, I think, um, where in, in the UK it seems to be read that every single boomer believes that they fought and possibly died in World War II, even though all of them were born afterwards. Um, <laughs> that sounds like a Martin Amos novel. You that know, every, like yeah. an Amos novel. <laughs> so so you've, got, you've got a lot of, you know, gammons kind of going... Wait, did Kingsley go, fight in, no. in the war? No. 
I don't think so. No, he didn't. Yeah. How did he get out of that? Too no, short. They're away. Too fat? I, no, uh, he didn't my, get fat my, until later. My grandfather was... Uh, well, he was on the home... One of my grandfathers, I should say. The other one invaded Germany in a tank. But mm-hmm. uh, one of my nice. grandfathers... Uh, Respect. Respect. Uh, ...manned an uh, anti-aircraft battery okay. uh, on the home front. But he was also the uh, wine waiter in the officer's mess. Mm. Like, if... If Britain had been invaded, he probably would have been expected to pick up a gun and shoot at the Nazis. But as it was, he didn't. Nice. He just served that fucking Chablis. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we had Chablis in the Well, you know, they, he rode in that tank that so that you could get to Park Slope and talk on a podcast about... <laughs> yeah, thank God neither of your Christeva. grandfathers uh, bit the bullet before, um, um, before, before they could... Yeah, but what were you start your Gammon? family line. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah this very strong idea that they, um, you know, oh, we actually welcome the kind of, you know, total social disintegration of the country because it will bring us back to that blitz spirit we remember. Ah, oh. uh, uh, yes, you know, it's, it's looking blitzy today. We had yeah. rationing and we didn't yeah. have much, but we shared what we had and we all pulled together. <laughs> We're living um, it right now. We got white yeah, chocolate, no, no, no. sausage. This is a very fucking Britain in the 1940s kind of. Oh, we've got our processed meat. We've got a block of government-issued chocolate with no actual chocolates in it. We've got one beer and some tinned nicotine pouches. <laughs> yeah, victory pouch. <laughs> Are you done with your beer? Sorry, I should have gotten you two beers. Um, I've, I'm yeah. Sure that, yeah. That, w- that was a bit a bit um well, cheap of me to only give you one beer. Uh, I, I, yeah. I don't drink a lot. Okay. Uh, well, you're British, so I assumed you you do. Well, I yeah. Be, uh, I don't I drink a lot. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're also Jewish though, so I guess it they cancel Jews each other out. Yeah, yeah. Jews aren't big. Jews are not. I mean, Jews are, I'm Jews an don't exception, drink. but that's because of my Yeah. My I father. Don't, I don't know if I'm aware of this stuff. You never heard of that? Maybe it's an American Jewish thing. Jews are weak and not really Yeah. It's like we're not Hemingway, you know. Yeah, we're not. Uh, that's true. We ain't Hemingway. Of course, we didn't. We don't blast our heads off in in Idaho. Or do we? Benjamin, actually, I believe. But that was uh, yeah, extenuating circumstances. Was, yeah, because he was not he was stupid was, enough. He was not smart enough to wait waited, another day. He been that dumbass. Always wait. I judge him so much for that. Should have just waited another day. You know they've. Um, you, you know they're doing. Uh, like a, like an escape room. There's like an entire. They're doing village. a Walter Benjamin They're escape doing room. at the border, at the place where he shot himself. That's They're sick. They're doing a Walter Benjamin themed. That's grotesque. Escape room. It's fucking hideous. Wait, really? Are you joking? Yeah. I'm gonna have to go. I'll, yeah, you have to review that for no, the. Obviously, I'm gonna review that. For the Telegraph or whatever. You should do, maybe like a VR version. Yeah. Be me. Me. <laughs> Be me. I'm waiting at Jewish the border. Intellectual. <laughs> I wrote a great essay on storytelling and death. Yeah. And they say the Gestapo's coming. Wait, are they really doing that? I believe they are, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, it was like a, a year ago that I wrote Tell me when you go, I'll think of you. All right. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not going to. We're going to make it out this time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that is the objective of the thing, to successfully elude the Nazis so you and bring the arcade project to New York. Mm-hmm. Damn, think of all the theories he could have come up with if he yeah. had survived. Somewhere. It's too bad. Hell of a ride. Hell of a ride. Mm. I love the Bell of Park. 
love me too. Hey, me too, brother. I love being. I love being a flaneur. Just oh, let's not around. go back to flaneurs. I don't Have know. We talked about them? Is this a trodden ground? Well, I feel like we were talking do. about flaneurs for a while. Well, and then I feel like flaneurs were in the discourse for a while. Really? Yeah. And I, I got like really bored of it. No, flaneurs were definitely in the... Di- I feel like it was something about how girls can be flaneurs, oh, too. Flaneuses. Yeah. yeah. That was gay. Yeah. That was so good. I thought you were going to say something like, I'm an online flaneur. That's Drifting just someone who scrolls about. Twitter. <laughs> yeah, when I scroll Twitter... <laughs> I'm just like Baudelaire. <laughs> Can he be a flaneur in New York? Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. Like that's what Ben Lerner's. Happen. That's what Ben Lerner's novel is. You could definitely be a flaneur in New York. I've, I've actually not read any of Ben Lerner's well, novels. We'll go I've on a little walk. The first we'll part of what is it called? Like 1002. You guys are going to observe some, some vivid details some together. That's nice. Vivid details that subtly reveal life. I really want to have Ben Lerner on the pod, but only to ask him about the Park Slope Food Co-op because I know he's also a Do member. You see him there? I've never seen him there. How about but you loiter? You apparently, in 1002, and I have not read to that part. He talks about the co-op. 1004. That's what it's that's called. It's a book yeah. I read backwards on a plane to France. You read it backwards? Yeah. Just like one day I can relate <laughs> this quirky so story. Jewish, you have to read it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> what did Jews read backwards? <laughs> what is Jewish about reading backwards? <laughs> Because Hebrew. Oh. <laughs> you dumbass. Oh, I think even like Times Arrow. <laughs> Killing Jews. That's why Jewish people love that book. Is, is that why it's Times Arrow is backwards? It's actually a, no. It's a tribute. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's a tribute to Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I didn't get to consider that book. It took me well, years. Well, my name is famously uh, um, Philosemite. Yeah, so because you know we why decoded I, it, yeah. But his big reason is my first girlfriend is Jewish. I, I fell mm. in love with a beautiful Jewish girl. <laughs> he just like lost is that your master name? <laughs> <laughs> no, he has this amazing uh, thing where he and Hitchens are talking uh, that, that, about. That's um, like um, Adam's dad on Comtown. It's it completely exactly like based that. off of Adam's dad yeah. on Comtown. <laughs> 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 uh, completely. Kingsley Martin. <laughs> Martin, have you written another shit novel? <laughs> I'm going to refuse to read. Oh, Kingsley. He did, yeah, he did. Kingsley blurbed um, Under the Net by Iris Murdoch. Really? Which I just bought. And I was surprised because I thought he would never prove a woman writer. <laughs> but there you go. I keep trying to get into Murdoch. Um, I'm I'm gonna try. I feel like I have to. I bought like six other yeah. books, and I always read the first paragraph. And I'm like, yeah, Damn. I'm gonna. I may I force myself it. through it. I feel like I should like more women writers, so well, or Kingsley. more twentieth-century women writers. Kingsley um, Amos digs her. I know, and so when I, when I yeah. saw that, like that's the first time a blurb has worked on me. That's actually the only time blurbs work on me is when it's a famously misogynistic I author. Ran to yet another yeah. in the annals and the annals of Jeff Dyer blurbs, randomly looking. Well, that's yeah. For a, a, about a book I might teach about like the visual yeah. component of literature, who, who should appear in the fucking? Who blurbs? should fucking appear? Fucking Jeff Dyer. Does he have a habit of this? He's a Sam. Inveterate. The man does blurber. nothing but blurb. That's a nice life. <laughs> It is. <laughs> I think you should be. I, they should make you yeah. the new Jeff Dyer because you seem to have a way with blurbs. Like we just gave you a topic and you kind of blurbed yeah, it. Yeah, it was well done. That, and it Did was I? well done. Yeah. You should blurb the, the medieval the thing. Walter Benjamin. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I yeah. They should make you the new English blurber in chief. Blurb the Walter. I'll, 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 yeah. I'll write a letter to the government suggesting. Yeah. 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 I'll tell the it's king. It's a. It's a. 
It's a government position, right? Yeah, well, it's uh, <laughs> chief, chief blurber to his yeah. majesty. Yeah, it's Jeff Dyer is a blurber. Is Jeff Dyer a knight? Blurber I'll kill myself yet. if Jeff Dyer gets knighted, dude. I don't think I feel Jeff like, Dyer's a knight. I feel like he will, though. Just like the way he's like bumbled into all of I don't understand things. how he even has the, the position he has. He's going to be a knight. <laughs> like, he's a good writer. He's clever. That's what I'm telling you. He's just going to, first, he's going he's gonna to sail into a knighthood within the next 10 years. Yeah, I think the problem is that no one in the government at the moment reads books. Mm, um, okay. And they have—they are the ones who suggest the uh, the knighthoods. Oh, uh, okay. Um, you know, like Rishi Sunak is not reading novels, is he? Who? Certainly not. Just two discourse to mention the prime minister. This is just too British. Oh, is that yeah. who the prime oh, minister of the UK is? Yeah, no, we've 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 got a new one. Um, I thought it was the broad. Change really no, quick. no, no, the broad, uh, the broad. Did not do so well. <laughs> what was her name? Damn. Liz Truss. Liz Truss. Yeah, yeah she had like an interesting name. This one broad is not getting a blur from King's name. Is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's dead. <laughs> Long also, dead. There's also that. Maybe yeah. Martin could trot one out. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm getting a blur from Jeff ever. <laughs> get a blur from Martin. I would love to get a blur Although from we Martin. Although routinely, routinely call him Martin Genius on the Yeah. Pod. Which I feel like he should... He, like, should he should be okay with that. that. Have you tried to have him on the pod? No. No, we, we know his mean. one of his daughters. He, he's local, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's, he's Brooklyn. A few stops away. Yeah. No, yeah, he no on. longer lives in that. Where'd he go? He lives in Manhattan now because the Where? one in Cobble Hill burned down. Where in and Manhattan? then Daniel Craig and Rachel Weiss moved into it. Where in Manhattan? Wait, I don't know where Daniel in Manhattan. Craig and Rachel Weiss lived in the village. They live in Cobble Hill in Martin uh, Amos's old house that burned down, and then sure. they renovated it. Oh, so but maybe the they day, maybe they moved bagel. to the village. You saw them? <laughs> no, no. But <laughs> I, I I bought a bagel in Cobble Hill. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> As one does. Yeah. Bought yeah. a bagel. Looked for Martin Amos. That was a uh, <laughs> Sure. That's what you did. Uh, I, I don't think I was I was being a flaneur. I, I no, you were being I, a flaneur, and you didn't in, even know it. Google where's the best bagel in Brooklyn. Do you have a fresh tat? I do have a fresh. I was tat, thinking yeah. that looks fresh. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's it's still wrapped up and it's actually covered in caked on blood. Did you get it Ooh. in the city? I did. Um, I got it actually not far from here in Park Slope. What is the symbol? Yeah, so, well, tell us about your tattoo. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, like the most so boring thing you can ask. <laughs> my, my, well, no, Just blurb, asking, blurb your tattoo. Blurb yeah, it. Blurb. Yeah. You were asking earlier about, uh, about how, how my ancestral Jews came to England. Right. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. So my grandfather, his father um, came to the UK from the Russian Empire. Okay. Uh, and he was, he grew up in the, what used to be the Jewish East End of London. Mm-hmm. Um around you know which is now actually kind of hipsterville around like uh shortage hmm. um and he and one of his brothers uh co-founded the london smoked salmon company um <laughs> and they were they supplied smoked you're a, salmon. you're a lock scion i i'm i'm from uh i'm from a salmon smoking family yeah. <laughs> what yeah. what um they, they supplied smoked salmon to the ritz and to the various london hotels wow. and enabled him to move out of the uh you know, cholera infested East End of London and into oh. Edgware, which is where all the Jews were going at the time. Yeah. And um, that whole generation uh, in the kind of 1940s, they were all members of the Communist Party, and then by the 1980s, they were all voting for Thatcher. Um, nice. 
and and this tattoo, which the listeners oh, that's cannot the salmon. see, that 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 was a symbol. It's a, oh, it's a salmon. Yeah, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah, I hate bad. most tattoos, but oh, I, I, I have some. Oh, it's a salmon <laughs> insignia. Insignia. Yeah, yeah, it's a salmon. Do you, are you are you oh, fond that's cute. of smoked salmon? Yeah, I mean, who isn't? Mm. A lot of people. That's right. true, actually. You're right. I don't know who is in. I feel like no. I thought about getting that tonight. I had it. In, you I thought about a, getting a tattoo a tonight. A voice told me to bring smoked salmon. Oh, I wish you and had. Instead, I brought this fucking potpourri of <laughs> a pre- <laughs> fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I ate really well in New York. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> insane spread uh, I've I ever swear, seen Drew in my life. usually has really good taste. I think it's the dry January that's <laughs> doing is. it to you. Uh, he's usually dry. Drew will like bring like a he's wonderful spread. Carving chocolate with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> making, a, making a statue. <laughs> Wanted to be made from people. That is the theme. I don't know. It, just, it, it feels or arti- it's so. Let me artificial. try it again. Just give me a little piece. Yeah. But I'm really digging it. Just give me. No, that one hates I might become a white chocolate guy. Is that is that a thing? The it white is chocolate now. Guy? Well, uh, everyone hates the white chocolate guy. Yeah. <laughs> you go on a date with him. No. Yeah, yeah. He, wants to eat he showed up chocolate. and he was like into white chocolate. <laughs> it's not even chocolate. <laughs> I think I saw oh that God, TikTok. I went on like a date with a guy. <laughs> That's such a good impression. It was like a ton of white chocolate <laughs> guy. <laughs> like, why is every fucking guy in New York like a white chocolate guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going with your dumb bitch American girl. <laughs> keep going, keep going, keep going. Uh, I, I feel like I've, I've what do What do, what do dumb that. bitch girls on TikTok also say? <laughs> I know, I, I, signs are like your guys, so like your guy. Number one. I know, but on TikTok, like, now they've, they've got that fucking hideous neutral AI voice. Right. 12 signs, your guy is a white chocolate guy. <laughs> no, it's kind of grinnier than that. It's kind of treatlier. I, it, it gives me the creeps. It, it, it's something very. You should definitely write a cultural criticism about that. Be me. You yeah, should blurb that. Chocolate. I don't have to actually look at TikTok and like. Yeah, don't don't get that deep into cultural criticism. Yeah, that you have to like, look like, at TikTok. Anytime, like, do you follow the um, fake TikTok four twenty layers thing? Oh, I do not. Yeah. Yeah, like like I can look at that. But any other time, anything on TikTok shows up on like Instagram or whatever. I, I, I feel grubby, like, you know, I, I feel like I'm immersing myself in, in something unwholesome. I really like getting lost in the void. Yeah, I, I hate it. I'm, I hate I'm, it. I'm, I'm pro things, kind of anti-void these days. I don't know why, but I had a brief spell a few weeks back, pre-sober, <coughs> or maybe early sober, of just, like, lying in bed and just getting totally lost in the void of... Uh, uh, Essentially, TikToks repurposed on Instagram. My friend. <clears throat> it's mostly obese dudes in Texas cooking like ribs. That sounds like something you would like. Yeah, that, that was kind of fine. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the stuff that creeps me out is that when I try to communicate something, they don't talk. Right. They just like have the words come up on the screen. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like this. <laughs> yeah, they love the hands. <laughs> they like to clap. <laughs> like, like the little smug simpering expressions. <laughs> Have you considered this? Actually, a bad. So, what do you mean the listeners can't see you here? <laughs> you should, you should you make you one know, now. If you've seen these videos, you know what I I'm actually doing. don't know if they'll be able to guess by like your sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm, I'm, no, a, a little bit of how do, how do you if describe gonna, yeah no you no, can if, if you're gonna dm sam what the image in your do, head is right now DM every me. single not, person listening I'm, I'm to just, this dm sam not what the interested image is. in hearing from any of you <laughs> <laughs> you should do a tiktok version of your lecture on uh chris steve yes <laughs> sign in the symbol baby you got the sign <laughs> and the <symbol>. <laughs> <laughs> Thought based on the sign just makes a symbol in the 13th century. <laughs> and the next one will be a rant, a rant against white chocolate guys. I mean, I want I want to be the only white chocolate guy in New York. No, there's I'll, there's. I'll, I'll let me I'll tell you, there's a lot guy. of white chocolate guys. Guy. I've been on I'm six days this week. I can barely walk on the street. A guy on hands. It's like all he has to say about himself is like white chocolate. You seem to have done your research on the of the forum. I've been here before. <laughs> I know what it's like. I know. I know what you people are and what you do. Just wait till I get over to England. It's gonna be a parade of mockery. Um, my friend, my intergenerational Zoomer friend from what? grad school told me that there's a huge um, theme or trend on TikTok of doing it like a Spotify rap, but it's a dating rap. So you like make oh. pie charts about who you dated in that year and like many graphics. That sounds... Uh, and I feel like white chocolate guys would fit nicely into that. What, what, so it's like uh, of the guys I've dated, 12 have been... Like, yeah, it's like twelve have been like, like twelve dark of them. Guys yeah. and white chocolate guys. <laughs> and like one of them was like a total gem bra. <laughs> exactly. One was a whimsical dude who wanted to make pancakes. Yeah. Like a whimsical little boy. Whimsical white chocolate like a, like a fairy child. Who just like enliven the world with mischief. <laughs> And like that was like a total red flag for me, but it was like my ex, he used to enliven in the world with mischief, and he was like totally toxic. Enliven the world with mischief. It's so good because your voice is so bad. It's just like, it's so off. It's like South African or something. Yeah, I think it's convincing. It's like the tenor is convincing, but something about like the vowels is like profoundly off. <laughs> Just do it like, else. I, 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 everything I do, I do deliberately. I what believe that. to yeah. be mistakes. Uh, they're, they're, you know, they're like straight brush tell. strokes in a Rothko, you know. They're, they're mm. Absolutely. Facts, yeah. Oh, man. Rothko, I remember that guy. Friend of the pod. <laughs> Friend of the pod. Loves colors. Yeah, hates his audience. White chocolate guy, for sure. Wasn't he CIA? <laughs> No, that was Jackson Pollock. Oh, shit. Damn, I can't believe the CIA sponsored a guy jacking off into his paintings. Um, That's kind of fucked up. I don't want my tax dollars going to that. Like three separate occasions, completely unrelated. Right. Yeah. Like a bunch of different CIA departments running operations based on jacking off. Just in case. Honestly, would that they brought it back for, you know, struggling writers in New York? Well, 
I think it's because there was like a. Did you hear that? It was like yeah. a. Yeah. Yeah. Just giving you various disgusting items to ingest. Yeah, white chocolate. White chocolate, nicotine patch, or pouch. Yeah, it's recording. Fuck, I'm so it's stupid. I should have just plugged now. it in. I don't know why I was relying on battery. Well, are we recording again? We are, yeah. Okay, okay. We're back on. We're doing the pod again. We're doing We're the pod on. again. Okay. Do we we may... know when we cut out. We don't know we when we no cut idea out. When we, we have cut no out. idea when we cut so out. So it's possible so that we lost. We could have lost basically the whole thing. No, we no. had it at least like 45 minutes to an hour because I did check at one point and it was still going. Okay. God, um, I hope we didn't lose. I this. really hope we didn't lose the white chocolate guy digression. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that would be so sad no. if we lost it. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh um, my God, that would be tragic. It's, it's possible that you know the light went out and you noticed immediately. It is, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're so. sitting right in front of it. Yeah, mm. I guess in the future I should just be right in front of the interface so I can look at it. Mm. Or, yeah. or have the headphones in Or have the headphones in Which yeah. Sam insisted we take yeah, I, out I'm not into it he, li- he literally said he would murder us If I, we I didn't did. take out I, the I headphones I've them hostage yeah. Somehow yeah. it doesn't feel like Proper podcasting without headphones Yeah, yeah but proper podcasting Is where you have some <laughs> guy account goes Okay so we've got a great <laughs> show for you guys <laughs> <laughs> the all-purpose voice. The all-purpose Amer- dumb this, this is what voice. Americans talk like. You're like I'm a guy. <laughs> I'm a white chocolate guy. I'm a guy. Like, welcome to the podcast. It's a show about, like, dating. Like, different types of guy that, like, you meet in New York. <laughs> this sounds like O'Dowd's uh, invitation of an American. Well, he's Israeli, actually. Yeah, he's so. an Israeli. <laughs> Friend of the pod, Friend of the pod Odov. Odov. Sorry I missed you while you were in New York, buddy. Who was the uh, person I was to trying you. to see when I went on my lark of a trip to Israel? <laughs> he wasn't there. Trip to yeah, I was trying to enliven my life, life with mish- the mischief of a quick jaunt <laughs> to <laughs> Tel Aviv. Yeah. Which uh, how, how did you find that? Well, I spent the whole time in a cold, barren Airbnb shitting because I was failed by a mm. you know, vindictive... In uh, our, uh, <laughs> in e- oh, removing it from so you're extracting it? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm extracting it. Why? Wrap it in this. You didn't like it? Film. I didn't love it. You didn't like my gift? I, it was very kind of oh, you wait, to, to offer yeah. me the gift, but um, no, no. I'm offering you beautiful things tonight. <laughs> you are. Lovely sausage, okay. lovely cheese, <laughs> beautiful white chocolate. <laughs> That's the best white chocolate in New York, bitch. I got the Westside racket. Anyway, yeah, I went to Israel. I was poisoned by a kebab. Probably was a Palestinian kebab. (laughs) They call it shawarma, though. Sorry, shawarma. Anyway, (coughs) I quickly, uh, I I stayed up all night snorting bivans. And at first I thought that was leaching out of my system. But then it became clear that no, it was actually a kind of odious infection. And apparently, I didn't even know. Sam just told me there was a war. Yeah, no, that, that was Dad a war while you were there. Yeah. Well, so I was, the top uh, of all of that. I was insulated <laughs> from there the war. Was a war. One yeah, way, no, night, there's probably some dude in like Ukraine right now who's just been shooting himself the whole time. He didn't realize. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the guys. Some dis- like some dyspeptic Jew who didn't die in the Holocaust. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like unleashing just like wet farts. For an entire year. 
<laughs> there's a what? What? What oh, did you what? say? <laughs> now I've got some other problem. <laughs> when it rains, it pours. <laughs> So I missed the war. Uh, I missed it all, really. But yeah. one night out in Tel Aviv. Clubbing is almost a romantic term for what we did. We just, <laughs> you, you went on a, a ranger in Tel Aviv. We followed a gaggle of women to a bar called like K Bar, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a there was a group of doctors there all chain smoking and doing cocaine. Hmm. Um, but they claim to be doctors. What type of doctor? I don't know. The special type of doctor? <laughs> <laughs> I was just told it was a physician. Um, I was reprimanded for staring into a dark woman's eyes for too long. A dark woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, swarthy. Okay. <laughs> Jewish, but swarthy. Did she reprimand you or did another person reprimand you? No, her you? doctor husband, her physician husband. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about tails. This sounds like a punchline, like a joke. Yeah. Well, the punchline like is just that then I yeah, had a diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> and there was a war on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess the war is the punchline in that situation. I, something like Entirely that. Entirely unbeknown to you. But you were, being you were recently in the promised land. Oh, yeah, I, I was there uh, over Christmas. How'd that go for you? Yeah, how'd that go for you? Yeah, well, I, I got like 7,000 words out of it. For Christmas? Yeah. It's an odd time. Yeah, and if we, by the way, if you, we didn't get recorded the part earlier, uh, Sam wrote a 7,000 word piece about Israel, and I said I didn't want to read it unless he would give it to me for yeah. free. You know, yeah. we should do a shtick now where we, we constantly think we've lost what's come before, so yeah. we have yeah. to yeah. Okay, well, let's just, let's just try and piece together the entirety of the previous <laughs> yeah, exactly. recording from the very beginning. I like that as an exercise. Yeah. Well, it's in an, isn't it infinitely recursive? Well, well yes, because yeah. then, then the next podcast you do will just yeah. be trying to reconstruct this one. Yeah. The next one will be re- reconstructing that one. And then, yeah, it will finally free you from having to talk about anything. Um, You're so, damn, oh my God, it, that's the perfect solution. Amazing. Mm. It's the final form. That's the final solution. Yeah. <laughs> the, final. The, the, the podcast about itself. <laughs> Just don't give away the ending for this one, okay? Yeah. yeah. I feel like, I honestly I feel that way about the Josh Cohen episode sometimes. Is like for the rest of my life, people will be regurgitating it to me. Oh, you had him on. Yeah. Oh, we had him oh, on. Oh, did we have him on? <laughs> No, I need to listen to that one. Mm. Well, or you could just talk to any random guy in my DMs who's like, you remember that part <laughs> of the podcast? <laughs> well, what what happened in it? Me and me and JC got into a little, little little conflict, <laughs> little trouble. Sort of like I have some really good gossip about JC, by the way, which I cannot share on the podcast, but I'll tell you guys after this. <laughs> No, share on the podcast. No, I can't. All right, all right. I can tell you one thing, which is that apparently he dropped $500 on an omakase meal without eating any of it the other day. What's omakase? It's like a fancy Japanese tapas. No, not tapas. Like, many course Japanese meal. So we just Japanese sat while, cuisine. They, while they brought yeah he was like my friend alec went to meet him and they were eating omakase and the entire time jc was like i'm not eating anything (laughs) no come on (laughs) i'm actually crusting it in my chocolate this is disgusting try it out this is like a charcuterie you won't get this in israel bro (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna make a boy out of (laughs) sandwiches I'll turn, uh, you into, I'll turn you into a boy. I'll turn you into somebody who whimsically delights <laughs> in the combination of white chocolate and sausage. 
<laughs> so Israel? Yeah. 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 Israel. Israel. Wasn't great? Mm, yeah. I mean, it's fine, but it being fine is difficult for me because, you know. I, yeah. And, and this is. I'm, you know, I, I, I'm aware of your no discourse rule. Yeah, you're um, you're getting pretty well, close yeah. right well, now, like, buddy. Like you say Israel, and, yeah. and it's very hard to, to just cut. Well, the food's good. <laughs> is um, it though? I feel yeah, like the, the food, food wasn't great. that good. Really, when the food's there. Well, I, don't, okay. I don't care for Middle if, Eastern food. If you don't food, eat though. like a fucking moron and have like poisoned, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I know. If, if, if you don't piss off a bunch of doctors with access to fucking, you know, poisons. <laughs> yeah, I pissed and, off and the very people I eat a shawarma in front of them, where they have ample opportunity opportunity to fucking poison you for locking eyes with their wives if, if you <laughs> if you manage to eat in israel without involving yourself in some okay. kind of petty feud well then, yeah it's a good place good. for sort of the v place yeah, for petty yeah, feuds yeah. the og petty feud <laughs> um but yeah okay brief moment of discourse Go okay i am broadly against what they're doing oh okay, okay. so you know being there and kind of having fun and eating foods and yeah, being yeah. on the beach feels very uncomfortable when you know that, uh, yeah. you know, like, like from, you know, we went to Hebron in the West Bank and mm. from the hills in Hebron, you can see the Tel Aviv skyline. Like, it's a mm-hmm. tiny country. Um, you know, as I say in peace. It's distance. like how I can see the New York skyline from New Brunswick, New Jersey. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. like the... The um, distance between, you know, central Tel Aviv and the West Bank is about the same as the length of Manhattan end-to-end. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. It, it's really small. very, very close. Um, and, you know, like, there are constant reminders of, of what happens. You know, like, by the beachfront in, in Tel Aviv, um, there's this building, uh, which is the last remnant of what used to be um, uh, an Arab neighborhood. Mm-hmm before 1948, and it's in ruins. Uh, and into the ruins have been built this kind of modern glass structure. Uh, and that is the official museum of the Irgun, which was the essentially fascist Jewish militia hmm. that was involved in a lot of the ethnic cleansing in 1948. It's like a kind of last piece of mockery. Hmm. And then the rest of that neighborhood was completely bulldozed and it's now been turned into a kind of beachside park where Israelis with white dreadlocks, you know, like play the drums in circles or something. Oh, they do love that kind of they stuff in Israel. Love that stuff. That's I mean, weird. I mean, Why they're, is they're, that? They are corny. I mean, the yeah, main thing about the Israel Israelis is are really corny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Here's a non-discoursy yeah. critique. They are. Of yeah. They're fucking corny. Yeah. yeah. Um, they get everything a bit late. I mean, you, you can you can make a lot of money by making a starting up a bubble tea place in Israel. Oh. They just don't have that yet. I could see that really mm. catching on. Although, unfortunately, I think the um, Hebrew there's a Hebrew word very similar to bubble, mm-hmm. which just means dick. So um, nice. You, I, I mean, like maybe you could lean into it being dick. Yeah. But, um, well, maybe I'll go there and sort of vape shop. Oh no no they they vape. Oh damn. They vape. They're big into sushi. I don't know if they have Korean food yet. Okay. That could be the next thing. Yeah. 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 I don't know much about that. I'll be getting into it. I could. I've seen enough Korean dramas to start a Korean food restaurant. You gonna open up a bulgogi shop in in Tel Aviv? But Korean food is so much more than bulgogi. Mm. Well, I love its pork, which could be difficult. Yeah. Oh shit! Some some yapsal. That's what it's called. What are you eating? 
Oh, shit. <laughs> what did you eat? I thought it was white chocolate. I was chewing on this. <laughs> <laughs> the nicotine pouch. Is it the one that Sam spat out? No, no, no the one I spat out. Sorry about that. Oh, Christ. That might be lethal. That's ah, fine. No. He's literally an animal. No, literally. He, 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 I, no, I believe him when he says he's a little boy. Yeah. He, he's a whimsical little boy who likes white chocolate. <laughs> What's so wrong with that? He once went to, remember when we went to that dinner party at Anne's house and you just, Anne was horrified to see you just ate the cheese with your hands, like the block of cheese that everyone was sharing? I don't remember that, but it sounds like something I'd engage in. <laughs> Here, I'll hold this for you. Watch out. I'm gonna, uh, cheese or chocolate? Uh, nice shavings of there you go. fucking white chocolate. You need to like, um, <laughs> like a microplane for this shit. two white mm. chocolate guys over here. <laughs> <laughs> Do I talk like guys? They don't have those in Israel yet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet they fucking do. I, I bet there's some Israeli in like a green suit with wraparound sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, but you know, white chocolate, very cool. <laughs> Israeli white chocolate guy. Here in Israel, we make uh, white chocolate. You know, you have. Yeah. Damn, that sounds even worse than an American white chocolate guy. <coughs> or is yeah, no, it? No, a kind of e- extremely serious white chocolate guy with like a shaved head, I'm imagining. Oh, yeah. Um, They're really corny over there. Yeah, no. It, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Yeah, bad country. Not the greatest one. No. Not up there. Yeah, probably a mistake, you know. Yeah. On the other hand, if they want to sponsor the pod, well, the, the state of Israel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? Were you going to do an ad read for this um, for this nicotine thing? I think I've already shown our tell. We keep we keep doing like ads on spec, just hoping people oh, okay. will right. yeah, sponsor well, us. The state of Israel. <laughs> um, mm. state of Israel. White chocolate guys. Beautiful mm. beaches. Is um, it? Is it clean? Refreshing alternative. <laughs> to your sooty, smoky nicotine delivery services. That is right, And it, it, it's, it's enjoyed by 80% of Israeli white chocolate men. Because they don't want to destroy their palate. They want to get every fiber of that white chocolate. What's more, actually, tonight I'm not doing Zin. I think I already said I'm doing Rogue. Which is a more intriguing name. But the, 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 the apple flavor is not really hitting. Is, is that the ad? Yeah. Uh, I'm not an ad man. I mean, we are doing a long-term advertisement for Canals Card, you know? <laughs> <laughs> We're basically keeping that guy in business at this point. No, no, that's true. You think they could at least send me a PDF of book two so I don't have to take pictures of it and send it to guests? But I mean, no. You, you can download them illegally. I don't know how to do that. Mm, I'll, I'll teach you how to do Okay. That. I think I, 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 I feel that's the last thing that men know how to do. Women I know, I was just thinking. It was like, that's why I don't know how to do it because I don't have a boyfriend. Mm. I'm a man, I don't know how to do it. Okay, this is, I think, real. Well, that's why you're a white chocolate boy. Be me. Doesn't know how to download a book illegally. Doesn't. white chocolate. (laughs) Uh, Such a type. Podcaster in Park Slope. (laughs) My female co-host does all the equipment and she fucks it up. 
Yeah. Maybe I should take over. Maybe they finally let me into the co-op. You can't get into the co-op. Not in a million I'm years. I'm sure they have some good white chocolate there. Mm. Like bulk yeah. white chocolate. Probably chocolate like lovingly harvested by like an Ethiopian guy whose name is on the on the leap label or something. They might not be Mohammedan in Ethiopia. Fuck! God damn it! No, the adjectival form is alright. When did we come up with this particular rule? <laughs> Out of the fucking blue tonight. <laughs> you said the word representation in her head. I thought I postmodernism, yeah, post-structuralism, yeah. and this bitch's head goes immediately to Islam. The big M. <laughs> By the way, not sure if we got that down. God, I hope you got that. That was like there was no, an that entire was the that was eons ago. Yeah. I was a younger man when we joked about him. Now, how long have we been going, by the way? Wait, no, oh, like two and a half hours. All right. <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, we have. I'm not stopping until I've eaten this whole jar of jalapeno. I mean, I think Dean wants to hang out with us. So we should maybe. <laughs> oh God! Yeah. I told him we would be done at eight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so. Dean is another guy I imitate in the Adam's dad voice. Hmm? Lauren, I love your podcast. That's how I imitate <laughs> Dean. Hmm. No, no, and he, I've heard he, you're having a bit of trouble with merchandise. Yeah, he, he doesn't sound like that. I don't know. Right. Okay, okay. Him. do me. <laughs> my, <laughs> my name's Sam Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm furious. No. I'm a cheeky little cultural critic. <laughs> I, this is true. I am, I am a cheeky little cultural critic. Know, I'm British and I'm Jewish at the same time. Yeah, it's not that. There's like a quarter of a million of us, you know. Is it not okay? Uh, I, I know Kissing from the um, from the like uh, British network that secretly runs at City. Mm. Yeah, because Dean Dean is like trans British. He's trans. He's either trans British or trans American. He's, he's trans American. He, yeah. he is British. No, because he's American citizen. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, so is Boris Johnson. Bo- Bojo's a American. Yeah, yeah Bojo's. He was born in New York. That's fucked up. Yeah. That's like how Netanyahu was raised in, like, Philly in or Philly, something. Yeah. 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 As we well know. From, As we well know. From the Netanyahu's. From sponsor of the pod, the Netanyahu's. Josh Cohen. <laughs> I mean, somebody even today already said message. I got a message out of, from an unidentified number saying, I want to come on the pod. You can give me the Cohen treatment. I'm not, I'm not giving guy? that guy the treatment of Cohen what, treatment. What, what, do you, what do you disagree with, man? Oh, Christ. What did they Jesus. disagree on? Well, I just told him... The main thing was I told him I didn't care for his book. I think that was the main thing. No, no that's a difficult thing to say to someone that's a guest on your podcast. It was rather brash. I didn't even say I didn't... I said I found it to be half erect. So I said I liked half of the book. And I said I didn't like the parts the parts that were lectures on, like, Israeli history. Mm. I've, I've not read it, but um, I've been told It's to. okay. <laughs> No, I've, I've, I've had people I respect telling me to read it. You should have read it in Israel. Yeah, you should have uh, read it there. I read uh, some beachside Operation reading. Operation Shylock by Philip Oh, oh yeah. I've read a full third of that book. No, it's weird. <laughs> I, it's a really weird book. I'm an enjoyer of that book, though. I actually didn't finish it. But, but I even mem- Odad did but become... But Odad and I memorized <laughs> like two whole pages. The feeling I then... What is it? The feeling? Now. the feeling I then suppressed to reach out and touch your breast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With yeah, only yeah. in part the feeling that men are seized by when the fire is lit in a public pit place. 
I'm losing the thread. I, I, I remember precisely. He went to just touch well. a yeah, girl's he's heart. The, he's in like the uh, American Colony Hotel and the uh, yeah. the nurse has come over right. with big tits exactly. to kind of plead with him to accept his doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah. No, Not it? since I last read Strindberg had I encountered such a tantalizing layer cake of female desire. Uh, female excitement. Female excitement. He's He's... Kind of great Philip Roth, but I, I feel like Operation Shylock is in a way not a good book. I, it, it, yeah, it's, odd. it's I, not I, his I, best. Maybe I should reassess it's, it's, it. It's not. Although, he um, a, what's his name? Bloom said that it was one of his best. Really? So James Bloom had a lot of dog shit opinions. Yeah. I mean, I should reread it, but. Although, I, I think he may have said that about every single one of his novels. <laughs> He's, no, he said his later books represented a great. Harold Bloom, off. the ultimate simp. <laughs> But he has this, it, uh, the book he wrote that a little bit before that, which is similar and also set at times in Israel, The Counter Life, yes, is yeah, much yeah, more yeah. is much more successful, yeah. and is like less gamey and kind of. Yeah, I, I mean, the thing I really noticed with Operation Shylock is Philip Roth can't, like the whole book is basically just a series of monologues, of yeah, people, like really explaining their position. Yeah, that gets exhausting to me. And whatever, and then afterwards. Philip Roth or Philip Roth kind of goes and this was all bullshit and everything he was saying was crap and it was meandering nonsense and it caused me acute pain to even hear it and then like at one point he kind of goes this book you're reading the entire plot of it is shit and (laughs) I didn't get to that part yeah I I, like look it was difficult for him to really say something about uh, I don't know hi Um, (laughs) <laughs> about Israel and the Jews and whatever. Right. So he just has a bunch of other people say it. Right, that's a good way of looking at it. kind of equally denounce all of their positions. I did like the bit where he writes a really long um, anti-Semitic screed denying the Holocaust. Damn. Um, that is in a later bit. Don't give it away again. Oh my God, you just keep spoiling things. We can't even release this episode. Don't point. give away the screed. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, no. that's how, how could I? How, how could I have thought to spoil the 1992 novel <laughs> Operation Shylock? Well, you already by did. Finnegan's Way. <laughs> yeah, no, no. No one's talking dead about James this. Joyce. <laughs> Patricia Locke was still with us. Yeah, that, that we should have her on the pod. We should have Patty on the show. Yeah. yeah. Not the she lives in Kansas, right? She doesn't much else to do. She lives in Canada. We're not in Kansas anymore, Patricia. Yeah, you're not in Kansas anymore, Patricia. We're in Pack Slope. That's right. And I'm on my eighth zen after having eaten the... My mouth is, like, coated in something. This is, like, the most disgusting meal I've ever eaten. I'm so sorry, Sam. (laughs) I I would not call this a meal. I I need to, like... It's all right. I had a a great lunch. Oh, what do you have for lunch? I need to eat, like, Um, a fistful of arugula right now. I got taken to lunch by an editor. We went to... um, I um, love being taken to lunch it, by an it's, editor. It's great yeah. Being taken to lunch by an editor. Uh, <laughs> we went to uh, Rosemary's on twentieth um, and first. Mm, I never heard of it. Like, what did you get? Italian. What did you order? You get a shawarma. Uh, I got a pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I got a plate of pasta. <laughs> You're kind of you, yeah. You should have, you should be like Philip Roth in America, just listening to various rants. Yeah. Except none of us really has the alacrity the, to the, rant. The stamina of a Philip Roth. Yeah, we're just yeah. like mumbling out mm. our half baked no, thoughts. Is a, this is a failure of the 21st century that killed Philip Roth. You know, <laughs> you, um, 
Yeah, that's why it's hard. Yeah, no, we, we, we can't do those kind of long declarations of self anymore. Yeah, James Whitson talks about the vascular pressure of his work. Mm. Come on. I like that. Like pumping sometimes James Wood with the metaphors is like on point, and sometimes you're like, yeah, but I respect the stretch. It was reach. I respect. I like reach. I respect the reach around. Yeah. Yeah. At least he's reaching, I guess. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're not reaching, you're. Uh, uh, okay. We, we, we need We're to waiting stop. We're waiting. I'm, I'm fucking. I, I've I've run out of words. <laughs> you you squandered your energy on the white chocolate. This podcast yeah, is no, a I've, I've it's an endurance game more than yeah. anything else. I'm remembering yeah. what's the longest like. episode you've done. Um, Dean Kissick, I think it's a, it, we did, we really? podcasted for four hours. Four that hours. Puppy. Yeah, although we didn't um, release all of it, we edited it out. Uh, you, yeah. you edited it. We did. <laughs> if you can believe it, we used I, to. I kind of done. <laughs> we used to edit quite a bit. Yeah. You're editing this one, by the, the way. Two halves of this one together. I'm editing this one. Yeah. It's gonna be it might end up being a little avant garde. <laughs> <laughs> like a little Finnegan's wig. Yeah, no, put, put some effects in, do some echoes. To, um. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to make your voice sound like, I don't know. What should I make you sound like? Like, what are you, like, what are you thinking? Like, make him really high-pitched? Yeah, like a chipmunk. Yeah, um, speed me up. I don't even know how to separate the channels, so I don't know how you would do that. <laughs> we should. I, I, I support whatever you choose to do. Even Thank now, you, we're only Sam. gonna pod Fuck like once up, every bro. two months. Um, <laughs> we should just hire. We can maybe finally hire a producer. I mean, we probably could have just gotten some college kid to do it for free a long time ago. <laughs> we simply do not have the. Uh, at this point, it would be almost you know yeah, too weak. No, it would be to back down and acquiesce into yeah. good you production value. Once you stake yourself out as uh, as a lo-fi podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, like, you know, I want people complaining about the audio quality on Apple Podcasts like long after I'm dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, because they're kind of frankly scum who yeah. care about audio quality. The worst podcasts. people in the world. Audio yeah, what files. The f- <coughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? If, on, you you're you're going to read a book and complain about the texture of the paper. Exactly. I might great, complain about the texture of the comparison. prose. That's a separate matter. Yeah. yeah. On that front, I think they'd have a lot to complain about. Sure. <laughs> they, they <laughs> <laughs> the host and guest will audibly eat white chocolate <laughs> throughout the entire episode. <laughs> There's been most of it talking about that. <laughs> I really hope we get someone who, it's like their first time listening. <laughs> well, look, I have an audience. You know, I'll, I'll fucking promote the thing. Oh, you, you know, better. Hey, promote it so hard. Be like, this do, is you, the... You, <laughs> Do you want to hear me eat white chocolate? No, just be like, this is the ultimate crystallization of my work. Mm, Of of my entire life. Yeah. My my whole my whole project as an essayist. Exactly. Leading me to this moment. This is the culmination. I mean you're not the first person who's sort of risen to you know the greatest heights on our struggle. Yeah, a lot of people this have peaked on this. this well, yeah. there's, there's a summit of the intellectual life. Absolutely. It's this, and then one step below is Nobel. Yeah. Right. Then like a Pulitzer Melvin Bragg, yeah. 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 But, yeah. Um, Melvin Bragg when, might when, be when more you, popular. When you eat the white chocolates on our struggle, and you truly <laughs> end up. Well, it's like at the end of In Our Time, Melvin Bragg's show, this comes in and says, would you like tea or coffee? 
Do they do that every time? Every time. Well, That's so cute. Version, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was limited to the podcast version. And then you hear them say, coffee, please. And the other one's like, tea. I'll yeah. take a tea. And something comes to get a little... No, like, it's like, oh, these academics, they're human. They, they drink drinks. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of cute. Yeah. That is really cute. Yeah. And, and this is like if they made the entire show out of that bit. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's a good way of putting it. That's that a good actually blurb. is a really good... You were a champion blurber. Yeah, but I mean, just you, you couldn't put that on the back of it. This is like if they made the entire show out <laughs> no, of that No, no, it's perfect. Sam Chris. It's perfect. <laughs> this is like if the whole of uh, Melvin Bragg was the tea time. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. Well, there wasn't tea like dinner over there. I never understood that. Oh, it depends. It's regional. It's and so it, confusing it to me. It's so confusing to me. Like, they eat a lot of desserts, but, like, then sometimes they're also eating... Pudding. Like, yeah, it's like... Yeah, but pudding... Like, pudding pudding or, like, blood pudding? Yeah, you see, pudding need not be sweet. They're savory puddings, yeah. I don't know. Like a Yorkshire pudding. Yeah. Don't you get so full after you eat tea? When do you eat dinner? That is dinner. Okay, well, personally, I kind of do one meal a day. So, um, oh, you're one of those guys. Yeah, no, it's, it's actually Ooh. just kind of my natural rhythm. That's weird. Uh, I can't, I can't eat when I'm writing. Mm. I need to write when I'm actually standing. Oh, I'm the so absolute I'll just, opposite. Like, kind of wake up, do all the writing I need to do, um, maybe go for a run, and then I'll have just a huge dinner. That can't be good for you. No, probably not. Yeah. You had a second dinner. Of yeah, but I'm, I'm on song. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no. Ma- British people eat the normal meals of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They just give them different names. Why okay, do they need so these twee little names? Um, I don't know. It's just how the language works. Damn. Yeah. That's wild. I've had a I've had an English um what is it called a proper English breakfast before? No, like there's like beans English. in it. Full a full English, English yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. I had a full English in France, oddly. Interesting. How do you find it? Oh, I love a full English. Nothing better after a night of getting soused. Mm. Although, now that I'm sober, I don't... I haven't really been having a full English. You'll come around. Do you, do you miss full Englishes? I mean, it's, well, in, in like the week I've been in New York. Yeah. Have I been... <laughs> no! My grilled tomato! I, 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 need, I need beans! Dude, white chocolate is brilliant. <laughs> I'm in Rhapsody's over here. Um, I, I, the last time I had a full English, it was a very disappointing one at a um, kind of chain restaurant called Giraffe on the South Bank in London. Um, Wait, what is that? What is Toby's? Toby's? Is that a British place? I've never heard of that. <laughs> I'm not to bring up this meme, but one meme that's now... No, it's become a meme. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was like... A day in the life of a Brexit geezer. Have you seen this? <laughs> no. Well, now it's a whole meme and it's been adapted to different cities. So, like, I don't really know all the cultural reference. <laughs> One of them is getting, like, you know, like a buffet, a buffet roast at, I guess, a place that's called Toby's. No. And, like, driving your son to football practice. Okay. But now it's been like adapted. So like now there's one in like Portland, Oregon. You know, and it's like meet the wife, Carol, and it's like a they them with blue hair. Uh, okay. okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> Is it? I'm not doing a good job. Of <laughs> but <laughs> I was a kind of cultural shorthand. It's quite fabulous. And I did learn a lot about. <laughs> 
I, I like how you're saying this while rotating the white chocolates in your hands as you eat bits from it. Look, listeners, be aware. This is what Drew is doing. He's holding a cube of white chocolate. Just nine on it like a fucking. And then rotating it to find surfaces that would be appropriate for him to bite into. <laughs> yeah. This is who you choose to listen to. Like I that. don't. I don't know what's wrong with you people. It really does. It really do be tasting like. It'd be butter. tasting like what? No, it doesn't taste like butter. Yeah, it's butter and sugar. But it does. It butter would taste better. Like that would have a more honest, like earthy flavor. Oh. This has like a weird, like cloying. Yeah, stop <laughs> eating it. All right. Okay. Shall we? Oh my god. Yeah. yeah let's end for Drew's yeah. sake. All right. Uh, no. Um. Fucking subscribe to my Substack. Yeah. Subscribe to Sam's Substack. Yeah. We only um, Sam, give me the free subscription so yeah, I'll read right. your thing. Yeah, um, okay. But, but the listeners have to. But pay. the listeners have to pay. Um. And if, if you enjoyed this, and I can't see why you would. <laughs> 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 you can get more of this shit on my Substack. Yeah. Also, a plug. One last plug for white chocolate, for uh, salami. Many brand names and, we need to get on here. If you're doing dry January, um, the, the, the state of Israel. The state of Israel. Make a jalapeno Pellegrino mocktail. Yeah, jalapeno Pellegrino mocktail. Pellegrino perverts. Um, kettle chips. The the you know the big M. And Zin. And Zin. Okay. Cool. Bye. Alphine. <clears throat>